Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome to FSP episode number 89. This is the uh, first show for us for this week. Um, coming off the heels of the Dev Direct last week, we had a lot of talk about that, and it was a lot of fun and great uh, showcase, I think, uh, from Xbox to show a lot of the games coming this year, or four of them, at least. And uh, there's more even coming, but, uh, you know, we got uh, more stuff to talk about. There's... More games coming this week from uh, third-party uh, publishers that are awesome. So looking forward to that. But also this other game, Power World's been taking the world by storm, uh, breaking records. Uh, they just passed five million in sales uh, already, which is just a breakneck pace uh, for just a new game like that out of nowhere. So um, <laughs> Jasper's already hundred percented it pretty much. It's <laughs> which is insane to me. Uh, but you know, we're gonna uh have some talk about that and also uh some other stuff as well. But uh wanna thank the chat for being here. Appreciate each and every one of you. Thank uh you to the audio listeners as well. Uh you all rock and uh looking forward to having a blast on the show. But let's get to the intros here. Fuzzy Belvedere, what's up, dude? What's up everyone? Glad to be here with you guys. Man, between Power World selling like hotcakes and people hating on it just because yeah. it looks similar to stuff man it's just twitter's weird just and you also got the motion sickness crowd so we can get into that as <laughs> yeah. well but, uh, <laughs> oh yeah i forgot glad about to that. be here with you guys <laughs> thanks for everybody in the chat man let, let's have a good show today <laughs> yeah absolutely man um thanks fuzzy three bit how are you bro i'm good man um I was telling you guys about the scenes. I went back to my old school and was talking to some college students, talking about career stuff. Like, am I am I getting that old now? Where I'm just like, hey kids, I remember when I was like you. I was in your position. Like, like wow. Uh, it, it was a weird moment because you know going back to your old school and basically saying stuff like that. So that was pretty cool though. Uh, doing that, playing some Power World. Um, I I'm probably not at all at like I didn't look up any videos on how to do anything. Yeah. I'm kind of just yeah. I mean, it's, it's a around. pretty simple game. It's you don't need to look up videos. I needed to. Ask I mean, there's certain things. I I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is Jasper, so he can't really. I, yeah. I don't know what the heck to do. I'm just like walking around, and I'm just like uh, I'm still trying to figure out quite a bit. So I probably have to should play with you guys and just figure some stuff out. But yeah, playing Power World. Good day. Good day. Good to see y'all. Right on, man. Um, yeah, I was playing quite like I, I just got sucked into that game yesterday, bro. Like all day, and then I realized I'm not as far as as I should be in this. I don't feel like because I, everybody else has I, around I, your I've base. seen like streamers or, or little clips, people posting, and they got all this stuff, and they're like, "What am I doing See, wrong?" And it's like I can't find some of these build things. A house. I need. Build a house is a waste of time. Don't build a house. Fucking put all your workbenches outside. Houses are useless. Don't build a fucking house. <laughs> okay. I already built a house. That's well, all my. <laughs> it turned out I was just being too much of a little bitch, and I wasn't going far enough away from my base, and like I just kept coming back too much. So I just needed to explore more, 
And once I figured that out, it kind of really opened up. I was like, oh, wow, there's all this other stuff. And, you know, um, that's, I've, I've been I've been hooked on it, man. Um, it, it's a fun game. It's not like the craziest, best game ever or anything like that, but it is addicting. That's for damn sure. Um, yep. What about you, Jasper? How have you been living the last couple of days in Power World land? Uh, I've been playing Power World. Also, I almost finished uh, the first Plague Tale Innocence to pick that up after I beat the second one, so I've almost beat that. Uh, nice. Sh- should finish that up tonight. And then, yeah, just spin Power World. Uh, almost done with that, too. So. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> you were telling me, like, you had... Um, so I in- got a level... F- I got two worlds. I got a level 42 and with me and my friend that we've been playing, and then I got a level 40 in my solo world, so... Right. I got ninety, wow. or I got eighty something caught in my world, and then like seventy something caught in his world of unique Pokemon. So that's it's just crazy. like insane to me. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm nowhere near that. And you gotta catch them all. No, like, I think I'm like level five, like something six. Yeah, I'm I'm level like thirteen. Yeah, I'm I like think. four, four. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you I all just got started uh, space, put some hours in. <laughs> yeah. I only put about an hour in. I died several times uh, for me just trying to attack really big Pokemon. I'm like, I'm going to kill this guy. And I run up to him like, what are you going to do about it? And then the, the guy turns around and I just die immediately. So it was a lot of that why I'm still in the beginning. Um, I attack just... them while they're asleep. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I, I feel like Jasper plays these game, any game really differently than almost all of us, really. So... You know, like if somehow he's able to just beat games at like these crazy paces and stuff like that. You just don't. There's a lot of meaningless bullshit in games that are just there to take your time away. If you want to beat the game, you got to just beat the game. But a lot of that stuff is like the game for me. It's like I want to experience the game, not just beat it. Like, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Like when you see you play Halo and stuff like you just run past the enemies and shit. And I'm like. I've already killed a billion fucking elites. What's one more gonna do? Just fucking leave me. <laughs> just run past them all. Go to the next level. I'm like, oh, like, but like the the object of Halo isn't to just run point A to point B. It's to like, you're right. It's to save the universe and yeah, to do that. The but you're leaving all those assholes alive, so they're still gonna be fucking with everybody when you're gone. They're just they're all still there. You ain't you ain't doing shit. You're just running away. <laughs> what did you do? You just got to the end and, uh, and just did nothing. You're right. All I, killed their leader. I, killed their, I cut the leader's head off, and then it's like now they're useless. So they don't know how to command leader. structure. Just because the second man in charge just took control of the leader's position. He's so like, like uh, just like this I'm, dumbass just left up. Let's You guy in charge. Yeah, so we'll just take a. I didn't like the leader anyway. I'm the new guy in town. You just let you let Starscream live and take and then, control of the Decepticons. And then when did. he starts it, when he starts fucking shit up, then I come for him. He needs to learn his lesson. They got to make a whole sequel said, for that, and then you're gonna I'm do. Gonna you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna run past all those motherfuckers too until you get to him, and then they'll just be Soundwave will be in charge now. It'll, it'll never, it'll never finish. It's never so, gonna. Never you're just leaving them all alive. You gotta wipe all those motherfuckers off the off the Halo ring. You gotta, they all gotta be gone. Give me back that helmet, Jasper. Give it. <laughs> I'm the chief. I don't I'm kill anything now. until I reach a boss. No, I, I I play pretty much like Jasper. When it when it comes to Halo specifically, there's something Halo does to my brain where where I play competitively and where I play with campaign. Yeah, I I understand it. 
for Halo specifically. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I remember with Halo 1, I was learning, like, how to speed run and, and like, how to get past certain levels. and Yeah, because yeah. there's there's certain places in Halo 1, like Assault on the Control Room, which is the two, like, the two snowy bridges. Like, that level is so fucking long. It's like a 45-minute level, but you can jump on the bridge and then jump to the second bridge and you cut, like, 10 minutes off. It saves so much fucking time. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And, and Halo One, I always play like the all the Halos on like Legendary too, so that it always kicks my butt. So, so yeah. it, well, it doesn't kick Jasper's butt because he doesn't fight anybody. He just runs to the end on Legendary. <laughs> so he's interesting. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I uh, it, this Power World game's been pretty crazy because it's gotten. I haven't seen a game come out that's like kind of taken the world by storm like this, but also get like a lot of hate for it as well from like if from some devs too there's even some like playstation devs that were like something's fishy about this game it's not fair or something like that they're cheating and it's like because they think that they used ai or something to make the game or whatever but you know what mm-hmm. like in the there's been a lot of talk about even from microsoft and the other people about in the future them creating these tech to help devs make Things like that, and even if they did use AI or if they didn't, like if it was AI, it did a pretty okay job. But you can't tell me the whole game was made by AI; it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. AI like, is not in that stage. And I was gonna have a whole post about it, but I was like, I'll just talk about it on the show because people are gonna be coming for me. <laughs> but yeah. with with AI specifically, I just think about it differently than people. Like art and technology always advances. And every 10, 20 years, like, people have to adapt within our also, field. Also, like, I saw, I forgot who it was. I saw it today on Twitter. Someone made a good point. Like, they had a reveal trailer, like, three years ago. The only reason, the only way this AI, or the only reason this AI stuff is in the talks is because that's what's being talked about in the industry now. Like, yeah, they already had these characters, at least some of them made, like, three fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. And they weren't using AI then, really, so. Yeah. Like, yeah. And even if you do, this is... AI is not at a point where you could just press an AI button and then we get all these Pokemon-like models. Yeah, like that—that's something that's being left out of the conversation. I think the like context where people—I think people just think like you press the AI button and your models are done. Like ah, I'll just yeah. wait for these three D models to cook and then I'll be done. That's not. So what I think it, there's. I wish it was like to that. accuse them of now is just taking the models from the other game. And then, like, morphing them and, like, changing them yeah. a little bit. So that's, like, the latest accusation that the, some of those devs are, kind of, are trying to make. Um, yeah, that's the, the, new, the new claim. But the, if, if that is, like, the next claim, like, uh, I've seen, I, I seen what people were talking about. I, we had, like, my different takes on it. But it's, like, if you were to take a, a lot of different cartoon-ish models, you have to make it a certain way to make it functional Mm -hmm. so if you look at if you were to trace the vertexes and like uh like let's say the face the face has to be built a certain way according to that style right so if that makes sense like it like whenever you're making a face you actually have to make the face a certain way otherwise it won't work so that's that kind of applies to like lower poly cartoony characters as well. So you really could do that with a lot. That's still not proof to me, uh, considering how, like how many models I would make in a past that look similar to other models, or maybe I'm inspired by one and it looks very similar to another. Like that's still not close enough to me. Not to say 
that these models don't resemble Pokemon. Obviously, a lot of them do. <laughs> yeah. Right? You look at one, you're like, oh, yeah, that looks like this Pokemon. Or people had threads on, on like, what uh, Pokemon that looks like. But I think what people can sort of opt for my game. I haven't seen anyone complaining. Like, I've seen a lot of people defending it. Like, look, these are too different. But I haven't seen people actually complain that it's like they're too similar. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen. You're lucky you're not following them. (laughs) Or they're not following you. I've seen plenty. I've seen plenty of that. And like. Crazy. There's some devs out there. There's a lot of like Pokemon fans. I saw the the Naughty Dog dev. That's the only thing I saw. But yeah. Um, But go, go on through a bit about like. Yeah, I, I was just going to say is like when you are building out models, you have to build it out a certain way in terms of vertexes and stuff. That that basically is the polygons inside of a character. Mm-hmm. So that way, when a character opens his mouth, you don't just see uh, nothing, and it's just like broken. Like you, if you look at like those uh, different indie games on Steam where let's say they make a custom model, they don't make it the right way. You will see the inside of that model. You'll see like like uh their arm ripping out if they raise their arm usually the armpit is an area like if you don't close what's called a vertex inside of an armpit then you'll see inside of the model and outside and you get what's called i'm I'm gonna get really nerdy with my dev talk uh you see what's called it is a flipped sort of uh uv map um so there's a lot of that sort of going on and when they were kind of comparing like look this this part is similar in this one i'm yeah. just like that doesn't really prove anything to me um and, and even with similar proportions like tails have to be straight like i seen someone mentioning the fact that the tail on the on the creature was like similar and and it's like look this one is straight and this one is straight and i'm just like the tails have to be straight because usually tails or um what they call like secondary animation those are usually simulated or um uh, anything that's like wiggly so you have cloth you have like like something like a tail usually that stuff is is simulated or it's copied so you you animate it once because those are annoying as heck to animate you animate it once, or um, and then you try to apply that same tail animation to multiple models, because no one wants to animate tails all day. They they are actually a pain. It's one of my least favorite things to animate. <laughs> um, but uh, or it's it's simulated, so that is this like little stuff like that that people who claim they were devs are like, hey, look, this is this is proof. Like to me, yeah. it's still not enough. I, I did see. The proportions on a lot were similar, but to me, that's still not enough uh, on some of them. I'll, I'll have to dive a little bit more, but that's yeah, what I thought. And um, I've seen the other devs come to the defense, like a Dinga. I think, as you say, the last name, like uh, Bakaba, the guy from Arcane, uh, who's making Blade. Uh, he had a long thread talking about, like, you know, this was always a parody on Pokemon from that aspect, and that was they never shied away from that, and it was always supposed to be that. Plus, also, they took these elements from these other other kinds of genres, right? Obviously, it's a survival game at its core, right? And then um, also you have shooting mechanics, all these other things. So for them to like go and basically the gist of what he's trying to say is take all these different components from the different things and try and make it into something that actually works and is playable. It's not simply copying pasting like a Pokemon thing and saying, "Oh, here we go. This is just our version of Pokemon." 
there's a lot to that. And, you know, I think some are actually kind of like taken aback by the amount of success that this game has had because it is had, uh, it obviously didn't cost as much to make as some of these big AAA games that they spend, you know, about today, like $6.7 million. 6.7, right. Well, if they sold six or 5 million copies, it's $150 million. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good profit million. margin. That's a good return, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> minus the thirty uh, percent or whatever Steam. Right. Takes, but... So, but, but like, if you compare yeah. that to like, let's say, like, okay, for example, like a Spider-Man Two that's like three hundred million dollars or whatever, yeah. right? And um, this budget was nowhere and, close and, and, to. And, and this like way outsells that. Now, obviously, you're getting seventy dollars for like a Spider-Man. You're getting, you know, you're getting uh, what thirty for this, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. over time, I think this has like. This is. I think this thing is going to have legs and do, keep doing these numbers and stuff and kind of as long as the devs keep putting work into it and keep evolving it and like uh, addressing things that, because this isn't game game preview, right? Yeah, so, they just put out an update when Three Bit was talking. I right. saw the Discord notification. Oh. They they fix they're fixing the Xbox sound issue. Like I've been playing on PC yeah. and the sound is like clean but when you go to xbox it sounds like someone recorded the fucking pc sound off of a fucking like iphone <laughs> 3g and then put it in the xbox version this sound is so bad did you are you playing on pc game pass or are you playing on steam pc game pass right so that that sound is there's a sound issue still on pc game pass also like there's certain times when like certain sound effects just don't happen like you know, so the updates it, on xbox or pc it's the xbox platform so pc yeah. and xbox yeah. Cool. So like if you're like cooking an egg or something, right? Like there's there was no audio for the for the cooking and stuff like I just went dead. Oh violent. yeah, I don't cook cooking's <laughs> points. Of course you don't. You don't you don't do anything <laughs> in the game except for finish it somehow. Like you don't experience anything in these games except somehow you manage to be at the end of it. I don't fucking understand. If you want food, all you do is you get a berry plantation, you get the Pokemon that does berries in the uh, water Pokemon, then he puts all the berries in the fucking food container, and then when you need berries, you have 3,000 fucking berries, you just eat like 200, and then you put them back in. Yeah, I I get that, and I have that, (laughs) but I'm surprised you didn't just say, you don't need to berries. (laughs) You don't need berries, and berries are a waste of time. (laughs) It's like... Uh, it's so funny, fucking funny, man. Uh, it is funny. Like, uh, yeah, that, that's all I had to say uh, about that. Like, it, it again, is it like Pokemon? Yes. I, I never said or, or, or I'm going to say that this is not similar to Pokemon. They're not copying. Like, I can't realistically say that because I'm looking at it, right? <laughs> I'm clearly seeing there are designs that look similar. Uh, but to say that one, the claim that this game uh, is AI, so somehow they're devoid of skill. First off, their models look better than Pokemon's models. That's that's to me. Like when I was looking at Game Freak's models, <laughs> but it's yeah, exactly. It's just it's like their models look better. Well, than this most is also Pokemon's Unreal Engine models. Five, right? Yeah. So it's like, Unreal Engine Five. So like. Yeah, so especially when someone modded the Pokemon models into Power World, I was like, ugh. Some of the mods, it's like, ugh, go back, you know? Um, So one thing, yes, did they copy the style of Pokemon? Yes, most likely. Now, AI, to to say that you uh, they're using AI, so somehow they're devoid of, of skill, I was saying about, um, earlier, there is no press AI button complete everything. If I press this AI button, all the models are done for me. I wish it was like that. Uh, we are not there yet. 
Uh, we are not there yet in, in terms of making uh, AIs create 3D models. There are softwares that are starting to do that where you can use your phone to scan rooms, like 3D rooms, and, and use that as um, uh, AI database. So I've started experimenting with stuff like that um, to, to scan different uh, environments and, and all that, but we are not at this stage yet uh, to have a prompt or something to create something from AI, uh, a, a full 3D model that's playable for a game character. There has to be some sort of uh, back-end stuff. Like, where I could see using AI, which is something I would actually do, is let's say you have Pokemon as inspiration or something like that, uh, using um, AI the, as like some concept sort of stage, like concept art. And then you take that concept art, and then you actually have to create the model still. You have to look right. at the model. You have to uh, create the textures and stuff for it. Um, but it's still not at a stage, so this, I, this that, is to my knowledge. Pretty nerdy dev-style talk, but and a lot of this will go over <laughs> I had my to do head. it. No, I, I appreciate yeah. it. But like for those that might say, try and say, like, the 3-bit, you know, I, what about those other things that some of these other people are saying? Could you please just give a little bit of a list of your credentials, right? Because, like, you were just talking about before the show, right? And we've known you for mm -hmm. a long time. But it, those that don't yeah. really know who you are, what your background is with this, and why you are knowledgeable. Like, it, you were just went back to your college today to with the rest of the Aflac team because you are the animator yeah. for the actual Aflac duck, right? And yep. to talk about career opportunities to SCAD, right? Which is like the premier animation college, if I'm not yep. mistaken, right? I was talking to you about before because my niece kind of wants to go there because she has like, you know, uh, interest in that stuff. But you've also done uh, work in video games. Uh, you've done yeah, anime. Got, got my SCAD badge back when yeah. I was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you've worked on Fable, you've worked uh, with Ubisoft, you've worked on some of the showcases for Xbox and also Ubisoft, um, and uh, you've done animation work uh, for commercials, not just Aflac, you've done stuff for like Holiday Inn, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, I'm missing yep. stuff. You've been in a movie. Auto Trader, <laughs> um, I mean, other stuff. <laughs> a lot of different commercial companies. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I just say it's yeah, safe I've to been, say you know what you're talking about, right? Right. So yeah, a lot of my whenever I'm saying stuff is just coming from what I think based on my experience. So I'm not coming from a place like I I heard on a forum, a gaming forum, or, or something like that. I never really have uh, speculation based on that. Everything I say, I'm like, oh yeah. When I modeled something for Fable, when I modeled something on a Ubisoft game or did anything in the industry already, it's coming from that place. Um, and 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 when I'm modeling all this stuff, or if I'm animating or or whatever, they are very stringent upon certain things, making sure your model works, going through reviews and a million different things before it even hits the person. So. There's a, a a long process, a long annoying process <laughs> to from when you are in pre-production to it actually hitting. So all I was saying, like 
uh, if you like sort of go back in the show, I won't go over my nerdy bits again uh, of like why I think uh, models can look similar or um, what have you. Uh, but what I say is just it's, it's to me, it's still not enough uh, with like proportions. Like there's a lot of proportions I could scale similarly from one model to the other model. Etc. In terms of vertexes, like a lot of models have to be made a certain way, or else it won't work properly. If you have too many vertexes in a model, which means polygons, you remember back in the day, you had Tomb Raider, or Laura Croft had really pointy boobs and whatnot. <laughs> that was that was vertexes. that was because <laughs> vertexes. That that's what we had back in the day. We only had a certain amount per console or or whatever. Um, of, of vertex that we were allowed to do polygons um now we have a little bit more but we still should make a model a certain way uh especially if uh, if some if a mouth is opening uh is you know there's certain models that are going to be the same like similar the same uh so it's still not enough for me again pokemon is very similar to power World. I, ne- I never said that there wasn't <laughs> uh the, obviously there's some inspiration there there's a lot of is inspiration empowered from a lot of different things like arc and, and things like that but it's still not enough to just say they they ripped it to me even looking at those videos where the guy is putting one model inside the other i could do that with so many other models and it will it will like match up uh so do it, to you me, think that the ai is... thing is a problem because like all the people were like if it's, if we use ai in the gaming industry we can't play it anymore so it's like they're trying to they got to find their line that they can walk with this game <laughs> I don't know. It, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't under because we back when this generation launched, right? Everybody was talking about machine learning, right? All this machine learning stuff, and you know, and then cloud development and AI is going to help with uh, things in gaming and help with like lighting and 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 all these other kind of things. And then then two K even came out with talking about how they have a new AI thing that was going to oh, be the in, the, in the cloud and it was going to change how traffic is more realistic in their games and all those other instances, right? And everybody was hyping all these things up, right, with game development aspect. And I'll go even further and talk about the fact that really we've used procedural generation in games for a long time now. Like when we've been playing games that have a lot of procedural generation and that is an intelligent tool used by developers to create levels for them. That is basically... Yep. The same thing in a different kind of way, but you're you're playing a game that is generated a lot of times uh, by technology, not necessarily handcrafted everything, right? You look at a game like yeah. a Starfield, it's not possible to handcraft that many fucking planets. You know what I mean? It's like they had to develop a system to be able to do that, and that's using some kind of intelligent tools that they build to create that. AI is really just an evolution of these kind of things, right? When you're talking about Hey, try and produce this for me. Just maybe trying to be more simplistic in all these kind of ways and, and evolving to be way more powerful. Right. But like, it seems like there's just an overall fear. And I think some of it comes from like all these, I think maybe the dev layoffs, right. This past year and or already this year as well. We've had more layoffs. People are like, we need to save the jobs. We need to save everybody's jobs. No AI, you know, like it's yeah. bad, but like, these are things that, was championed before and like ultimately for me it's like that's a thing of the future that's always going to be there like the that's the way and it's not just gaming it's the way 
a lot of industries are moving and they're using AI to use uh, tools and stuff. Now we can say it's the end of all or whatever. I don't know like what's going to happen with it, but there's no stopping advancement of that kind of tech. Right. And it's yeah. going to be utilized and, and devs are going to find ways to use AI to help either ease the burden from certain uh, tasks that they have, or to be able to make games bigger and better, even from smaller teams. Right. So, if this was a small team being able to create a bigger, better game, even if they did use AI, it shows what that kind of what can be achieved and accomplished from a smaller team by using stuff like that to where they can compete against bigger studios that have 150, 300, 400 employees all doing different tasks and all this kind of stuff where they make a, a solid playable thing. And like, I personally, I'm not understanding the whole attack this dev team stuff from from either those in the industry or from people in the fan base thing just trying to say that this game is not doesn't need to succeed because they're copying this or they're doing this they're doing that it's a video game that this they did not expect to do this well right this developer they've come out and said this that they did not expect the game to explode like this they they were expecting it to do okay they were hoping it was going to do good right but they're not expecting five million and sales in three days. I think like, no, some of that's like, also just like people like, cause the devs haven't had like the cleanest history. Like they've had some sketch stuff and they've done some weird stuff in the past. Like, I think it could be people just trying to like, say like, be careful. Like they don't want the people to get burned necessarily. Yeah. I think there are people referring to the fact that some of the other games didn't leave game preview and, and didn't get the updates and stuff like that. Right. And like, they also had like NFT projects in the work and like, yeah, but that's stuff, the, so. so did like so many other studios and stuff like mm. that. Like the, 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 their industry and we even EA, like I was on another show before when we had somebody from EA on, right. And he was talking about the future of video games and like, he was hinting to NFTs, right? A lot of the in people in the industry thought things were going to NFTs. 3-Bit made an NFT that sold for freaking a crazy amount of money for a company, right? And yeah. he didn't even get a big uh, a chunk of that, or I, I, I don't know was, how much you got it, but like... I forgot how much it was. I think it was almost 50, half a million or something. I don't I don't remember how much, but it was crazy. Like, you, I think it was like two, 250, 250. Yeah, like there was a lot of hype at the time about NFTs, like... You still have some games maybe still working there, like certain affinities do an NFT game. Like it for people to like, oh, they like AI, they like NFTs, all this stuff. They're like shady. That's like Square Enix even re like was it last year? We're like, oh, we're moving into uh, so a couple million dollars into NFT stuff. Like they said, that's why they sold their studios. Like yeah, they sold their whole stupid, Western division. Bro. Like Which we can stupid. we can argue about like obviously we don't think there's a huge future in gaming for that right uh, and yeah, because probably. that whole market's kind of collapsed um, maybe you could have well, a research going about it all wrong yeah 100%. I mean like, the the biggest problem I have with the whole NFT talk is that they're they're talking about individual things that you know they're going to sell to you that hopefully you can use in other games if other gaming companies were cooperative why can't they just say hey the whole game is an NFT. It's a digital property that you now own that you can sell or trade. Like I, I like I, I guess it's the unknown or the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. Like we have these hundreds, if not thousands, of games in our library, and it's like, what happens when we pass? I mean, I, yes, morbid talk right now, but like when we pass, it's like your your kids aren't allowed per the uh, user agreement to log into your account, so it's not like they can go and play those games legally. 
why not just make it so now the game is the NFT. I want to pass it on to my kids or I want to trade in this this game because I, I'm never going to touch it again. Like you know, Forza Horizon two through four. I'm not going to bother with, you know, five and up. I'll, I'll play until, you know, Horizon 20 is out. Be able to sell it, trade it in, whatever the case may be. That should be the approach. Like that would get more yeah. people on board is if we could go to that old thing that Microsoft tried to do in the Xbox One generation where you'd be able to sell or trade your digital games. Mm-hmm. That would be their better approach as opposed to, oh, sell me this picture of, you know, an ape, you know, eating a banana. No, I'm not buying yeah. that for $2 <laughs> or two cents or a half a nickel. It, do, it doesn't matter. It just sell me, let me sell my actual digital content, whether it's movies, games, CDs. That's where I thought they were going with like it, that. which is like why early on I kind of pushed back on the NFT talk because I'm like, that's kind of cool to be able to own a digital asset and then use it however you kind of want, which is the point of NFTs. Yeah. Like, it's basically a digital thing you can own. Like, let's say you, you uh, in Halo Infinite, they added an NFT. They won't ever do this. But let's say they added an NFT where you had a, a custom energy sword and only you had this energy sword. And then, like, you could either sell that energy sword, but that energy sword, See, no matter what, on your account, that is yours. I always um, saw a so. huge problems with with that the underlying issues that mm. that would, would that that would cause and it, right apparently it's causing issues because yeah. so, <laughs> it never went in i i never thought it would because they rely they focus on the wrong things and like um and, and i go back to something this goes back to ideas that were in place i remember remember when the 360 was revealed and they showcased that and they and they talked about you being able to make a skateboard uh, design or something, and then you could like sell it. Do you remember that? Oh like, yeah, yeah. You're gonna be able to have your own. Uh, no, it was Tony just Hawk like Ryan? with the. It was just like some other random. No, it wasn't even Tony Hawk. It was some random other thing that they created just to kind of like mm. showcase the potential of what the ideas that they had and stuff. And like they had this ideas way back in the day about being able to create your own content and sell it or or. A, get content and sell it and all this kind of stuff. And like the industry eventually like the NFT thing, that, that was a bunch of big money people kind of really pushing this. Right. And I honestly kind of feel like, you know, a lot of the board, you know, it became a hot button thing with a lot of uh, co- corporations and companies. And like, you probably had like shareholders and, and boards of directors. Like, are we getting into NFTs? Like, let's talk about how we can get it into NFTs because like, this is going to be the future we need to get on in on this. And so you had a lot of things kind of like start from lots of different companies, right? Microsoft was one that was like, they wanted to wait and see what happens with this thing uh, because they weren't a hundred percent believing in it yet, you know, but this was at the same time when the, you know, meta was the, you know, the meta word was super popular and like, we're going to live in these digital worlds and we're all just going to buy and own property and, you know, real estate and sell each other shit all the time and all this kind of stuff. We're buying digital real estate, like all these things. And like, I think like it captivated this, like the really wealthy and the people it's like attention to how they could like really capitalize and make even more money in, in a digital world and all these kind of things. Right. Turned out that it, the reality of the situation of with what them trying to implement felt really forced. Right. And it wasn't, uh, it, it I think the overall game. problem with it was that everything is like segregated. It's like if you want this NFT, you have to go to this place, or you want that one, you got to go here. This one doesn't carry over here. This one doesn't only, only over here. It's like 
if it was all together, it probably wouldn't work. But so, it's just and like it was based too many. On blockchain and like, crypto which yeah. people already were already iffy about because like they all collapse and come back and all these kind of things all the time and like what is the actual value of owning an image that's on a on a digital screen when you could just copy and paste the image a lot of confusing elements and all that kind of stuff there that didn't really make a lot of sense to like the average people and it's like i i feel like they really hit, did a horrible job trying to come up with ideas to implement that in a realistic normal way that was going to be palatable to people and that's Number one thing you actually have to have, besides people craving it for investment purposes, you have to actually have a reason why it's important in the first place, right? And that it never really succeeded with there. And then I think all the NFT stuff is always kind of just like felt like really forced. It felt like a rich uh, company's gimmick to force onto people to, so they can make more money off of everybody else. And that was always how it came across. And um, I could spell, see the issues early on when they started talking about this stuff about how, you know, if somebody owns something in a game, well, that's going to be a problem if only one person owns it because then it's going to become the, only the wealthy people have all the good stuff in the game, right? And yeah. then, like, then it, who's the game for? Nobody wants to play that. Nobody wants to play the stuff where you know that well, I mean, CSGO has been doing that for like, <laughs> they sell like $200,000 skins or whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, there's, yeah, there's this been going on and stuff. And, you know, there's like farming that goes on with MMOs and all that kind of stuff too. And all this kind of shit. Right. I, I get that. But like that stuff's already all been there, you know, um, this was like trying to, I just felt like it was never well implemented for video games. Like it initially started with, uh, it was like a big wave of, of, um, I forgot the guy's name. He was a popular NFT artist where um, he was just making a bunch of uh, NFT art like every day and he would sell his collection for like millions of dollars and ended up being really big yeah. and coming from it. And then video game developers were like, oh, this thing is starting to pop off. How can we use yeah. that market for video games? And not a lot of people even had time to implement it because by the time they started to implement it, NFT pretty much crashed. So yeah. we, I don't think we'll ever fully know what uh, what that would have looked like. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think I, anyone the, was able there's to. There's so many companies and studios and stuff caught up in this, thinking it was going to be a good thing and a big thing that was pushed on to them and stuff. So like, I would never look at like a company that was going to make an NFT game as like a corrupt, horrible company, right? And that's just like, the bottom well, I think, line I think of it. Problem, a problem with that is like their first game, like they really didn't. I mean, their game is like a step above like a college project. They just bought a bunch of assets, put it in a, a game engine, was like, ship it, we're done. So then they're like, their next project they announced is like an NFT thing. So it's like, it seemed like they were just trying to flip shit on people initially. I mm -hmm. think that's kind of where the like the overall like sketchiness is, is like you just bought a bunch of stuff before, then sold it, and then you're moving on to NFTs, and it's like, now your next game is like kind of you you made stuff in it but it's like did you make stuff in it it's like there's ai rumors so it's like that's kind of like they just have like an interesting history where it's like what did they do yeah and they a lot really of the devs are like skeptical been in a, yeah. a ue5 asset type of deal <laughs> yeah. i mean some of it are again like it, it kind of makes me want to make a clone. Like, I'll I'll be right back. I'm gonna make, uh, like shoot. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of it are UE five assets. Um, 
um, in terms of the animation systems. Now, a lot of it looks custom built. Uh, I haven't like dove into like what is what, but that's, I think the animation system, like the locomotion system, might be using some UE5 marketplace stuff. But for the most part, a lot of it seems custom. Uh, but I haven't really looked at it. Uh, it, it if it is I custom, so, then I first, haven't. Their first game, they used a lot of like. I'm talking about Power. Um, but uh, and usually I could spot that stuff right away. But uh, for this one, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's <laughs> like freaking abandoned. I I I immediately was like, that's a freaking. Nobody would be talking about this stuff if the game didn't become a huge success, right? Right. Like, they, they, again, like this team did not expect this game to blow up like this. Right and now, it's like they have the attention of like, what are you doing? What are you? You know what I mean? They were a small team that tried to make a game. How are you catch cheating? On. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing that's like, you know, I I feel like they caught on to something that um it was is I saw some people call this like kind of lightning in a bottle, right? Like, yeah, that it, this is the instance of lightning in a bottle, and like, yeah, the other games are going to now try and copy what they've done. You know what I mean? But can yep. they do that? Because what they shoot, done I might try is addicting right it's engaging yeah. you know you can have fun with it it's not for everybody you know what i mean but like yeah the game has so many technical problems but it's addicting so you're just like eh, well i i lost five minutes here i'm as well just come back and, right. and get and that back and look. like it's in preview <laughs> that's like an early access thing you know so it's like we're gonna see what it shapes up to become i think it's having an impact on the industry though like with as much talk as there is about this game that kind of came out of nowhere again we said numerous times like you never know where the next big thing is going to come from. Will this be a flash in the pan? Will they have continued success? Will they uh, even draw more negative attention over time and it kind of cause a backlash? Or will they continue to grow and become the next big game? That's just people play for years and years and years. And and if you were to ask me right now, I would guess that that's going to be the case. But we'll see, right? Um, I, I think it's there. I think they're on to something like... Um, and it's fun, and that's the most important thing, right? Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, want to put my idea out there so somebody can copy this or, or you know, mash okay, these. I'm two ready, fuzzy. Together. Let's go. <laughs> make make a Forza and COD mixed game, like heavy metal or not heavy metal, um, metal. metal with with cars. Just go ahead and make a a modern day version of that, where you know. You have weapons on the car. You're able to pick up weapons off of other cars you blow up. Uh, if your car blows up, you have weapons, and you're pretty much going to have to either catch a ride or steal a ride or something. You know, a little bit of Grand Theft Auto there, I guess. But uh, somebody needs to make that, like, ASAP. Okay. And not that all-star, destruction all-stars crap. So <laughs> let, let's go. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the idea, Fuzzy. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, there's a lot of genre <laughs> mashing that a lot of games do. A lot of times, you know what I mean, and kind of come up with stuff. And, um, yeah, the, and I've been clamoring for. Uh, I, I've been really wanting Pokemon to to go into this realm where they do like a triple A Pokemon game. Um, and this is just showed people that like this. I get. I don't think this game is anything like Pokemon. After playing yeah, it's it, not. it's very much like Arc. This is just an example, but like. There are elements in Power that I would definitely love in a triple A sort of Pokemon type game. I mean, game, everyone I don't really like the MMO Pokemon where like you make yeah. your trainer, you go out and 
he's like you find your friend down the road and he's like oh he's just catching a pidgey over in that grass whatever it's like hey what's up and then like you just kind of carry on with your adventure together yeah you go into like a stadium have like tournaments or something like that like that'd be sick that's what people have been wanting but it seems like game freak and nintendo have such a hold on the pokemon franchise where they're just like eh, we'll just uh we got like five months let's let's do something with that and that's what it genuinely feels like when you play a lot of Pokemon games. I don't know if people are going to hate me after that or what, but those games feel like they've been put together with like some some bubble gum and some band-aids uh, a lot of the time. So I, I feel like th- what this game could potentially do is push them to actually give a crap about the development of a Pokemon game because I feel like they have not been caring because it just makes money. So they're like, hey, it makes money. Let's just, it's like the Madden I mean, at the same time, though, like, I, I will say, like, Pokemon has changed in the last few years. Like, at the start of the Switch generation, we had, like, those classic games where it's just like, oh, you just do the story or whatever. But then, like, with the Switch, we actually started getting some open world games. So, like, there was, a, like, a a part of us that saw was like, oh, they're actually evolving the Pokemon formula. Like, yeah, the last one and was stuff. open world, right? Yeah, the last yeah. couple have been. I think okay. Arceus, uh, Sword and Shield, and Violet. And, right. Yeah. But people have yeah. high expectations when a Pokemon game releases, too. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, like there's a lot of franchises like that, though, that we want to see them evolve and do more with, you know? Uh, but then the fans always just eat up the shit that they put out no matter what, you know? Like if it's because it's. And for Pokemon, it's because it's Pokemon. And, like, Pal World is not going to cause any less sales of the next Pokemon game. <laughs> like, yeah. the next Pokemon game if that anything, comes out. If anything, it's probably going to cause more sales. Because people be like, oh, I heard that game was like yeah. Pokemon. Let's see what this is like. And <laughs> then Pal World will come out with an update and then uh, kind of do versions of the new Pokemon that they come out with for the new Pokemon <laughs> game. Right? Uh, yeah, never-ending cycle. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's interesting to see this game get this much attention and but like i get why you know like it's something that can you can invest a lot of time into and uh um it's crazy that it's you know something that xbox got for you know a game pass deal before realizing it was going to be this kind of monster you know um the devs did, came out and people were saying like uh you said it was never gonna be on playstation or whatever they said that uh well, we said that it wasn't going to come out on PlayStation at at the time when people were asking about the launch and like, but we're not saying it's never going to go to PlayStation, right? Like, how much does Xbox want this to be an exclusive for them, like going forward? Like, I feel like they probably like because they if this game continues to have this kind of success, if they could continue the, the exclusivity on this for a long period of time or, or keep a game pass deal going or, or whatever, or find a way to acquire the studio, whatever, like they would have to do to do it. Like this could be the potential like Pokemon on Xbox. You know what I mean? Like if they really went for it, but at this point it could be, if I was the devs, I wouldn't want to sell. I want to see this thing right out and see, because if you sell right now, you may be selling yourself short you know, because you may be worth like imagine like Minecraft sold in the in the first like week after it came out. You know what I mean? Yep. Like but, or Fortnite. Imagine yeah. Fortnite only on one console. Right. Exactly. But like you you wait years, you know, until like this thing is like one of the biggest things out there. 
then you know you're you're in a different uh, that's level. That's also the thing is like, I mean, the game could drop off in a month. Like it's still it like, could. So that's the risk. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Do you... That's a risk someone like Sarah Bond would have to make to see like, does this game have a future? This team is relatively small, so it, in my opinion for at least two years this game is just going to be exclusive just because of the predicament that they're in um in terms of sony not really allowing early early access. play titles early access also sort it seems of like title. they haven't they weren't really working on active development of this game on playstation anyway at the time because mm-hmm. yeah they weren't even they yeah. probably don't even have a a playstation version so naturally it's exclusive just based on what they've done for quite some time for i think for at least a year or two so with that in mind um i think they sarah bond and the team just have they just have to sit back and watch like okay let's see let's just keep seeing because right now it is a, a major hit uh but i don't think I don't. I don't think it benefits the devs moving right now, and I don't think it benefits Microsoft moving right now. As much as I, before, when I was like, "Microsoft, get them, get them right now," um, but I, I think just thinking about it now, uh, it would make sense for both Microsoft and the devs to just sort of like, mm, "Let's see." The devs, they what they need to do is prove to people that they're not a one-trick pony sort of situation, and keep uh, updating the game and see if they can sustain those 5 million plus players uh, if they can if it's like the end of the year and people are still talking about Battle World then yeah Microsoft should should get them like and usually these type of games like sequels don't come around like too often like usually it's kind of like like their survival games like Ark 2 is really the only survival game that's ever really made a sequel I can think of yeah like like so i don't think this game would necessarily have a sequel i think this game would turn into like what the what the long long term goal right i'm not talking about as a microtransactionist I, bitch you want some I, you want a green shirt here you go get a green well, shirt 1099 you, you look at what minecraft started as right as a survival game yeah. it was like 1999 mm-hmm. like java edition right or whatever mm-hmm. right and then it kept taking off, kept taking off, and you know, eventually Microsoft bought them, right? And then, right, they ended up adding realms to it, right? Which was like a subscription thing where you can like have your shared world for multiple people and all this kind of stuff, right? Then they added, uh, okay, well now we're coming out with new skins and new this and new that, and then they added the whole creative aspect for other kinds of game modes and all these other kind of things, right? But that was a long term thing. But then they did started doing spin-off games and all that kind of stuff as well, right? Like if you think long term, that's the kind of potential you could have from a success like this, you know? So, but first they have to get the core right. The core game has to stay established, has to keep improving, has to keep doing the things to keep the player base engaged, keep selling well and prove that they're going to sustain as the core fundamental game does then you can grow from there right yeah i think that's that's the the major problem after like i've pretty much experienced this entire game like once you got all the pokemon like unless if you just like building fucking houses there's not really anything to do unless if you start a new world like all this the settlements out in the world like where the people like captured pokemon if you've run across them like there's like these settlements with like guards and stuff that have guns and they have like a captured pokemon those are kind of useless. You just kind of walk in there, free the Pokemon, and you get it in your bank. Like, 
there's a lot of stuff in the world, but it just seems kind of like filler stuff that you can like ignore if you want. It's like I mean, really a all, I don't it's know what's filler. PvP. <laughs> and the, yeah, PvP mode would be sick, actually. Um, I wonder how that would work um, in terms of like, I don't know, you have a, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm just wondering how that would work. But um, I mean, you experience games way differently, Jasper. Like a lot of the, the filler people, I don't know who is filler. I'm still learning the mechanics <laughs> and, and everything. I'm still figuring out what is what. I'm trying to, I want to get to the point where what Mav was saying, like, where you see people like flying and using Pokemon fire. I don't know how the heck to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm still like in the very beginning. I think the earliest Pokemon you get is like, I think it's called like Nighthawk or something. It's a bird. It's like, I think you get mm-hmm. to saddle at like 16 or level 19, something like that. And that's the the first one you get to fly. And there's like different mm-hmm. spheres, right? Like, cause I imagine. Yeah. It's like master balls and uh, great balls and stuff like that. So that's how you get yeah. like, have a higher catch rate on some of the, Okay, yeah, because I have the basic sphere. There's certain pals I can't really capture. I could beat them to death almost, and then throw something <laughs> at them, and it makes it a little bit higher percentage. But um, yeah, I'm still figuring it all, it all out. But Pal World, congrats, team. Uh, th- that's crazy. I you inspired me to want to try to rip off some other game. Like, okay, what game? Can I, uh, let's see, Zelda. Let's, all right, let's see, Zelda, Forza. Let's see what I can make with these two, and just see what happens. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, they kind of inspired me. Like, dang, I, think, I, I literally have you, looked up. Yeah, have any of y'all played co-op in the Power World? Not yet. Yeah. Okay, because like co-op is super fucking busted. Like half the time, the like. If you do like boss, the boss Pokemon battles and stuff, like you throw your Pokemon out, like half the time he just fucking stands there. It's like fucking do something. So you, you like got to pull him back in and throw him back out, pull him back in. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> Co op is so busted in this game. Like it's it's driving me insane. I think probably 90 <laughs> like, percent of players haven't even experienced what you're talking about yet. You know what I mean? It's like, um, like I. I've been having fun with it. Like it's a, it's in game preview. I'm sure it's going to have its issues. Like this is early, early access. Like just came out in game preview and early access on steam. They didn't expect it to blow up like this, uh, especially for something in game preview like that. And it's just crazy. And the answers though, Jasper will be that how they do with addressing those kind of things that you're talking about yeah. over time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because that's Cause what I- the core community fans of these games will be like noticing and asking for you know like okay can you address this can you address that um jasper finds it in like fucking two days yeah, like, here's every call have... with your name i've, I've experienced every Dude, single thing like... there is to do quality tester. You, you gotta fix this first and then you gotta fix this okay, and then you gotta here's fix what you this. first you gotta fix the Pokemon just fucking standing there like idiots doing nothing. You gotta fix the fucking damage because for some reason the fucking damage to bosses like you use your spirit, you do fucking nine damage. But you go out in the open world, you fucking spirit, you do three fucking thousand damage with your fucking spirits. Like make this make fucking sense. Second, when you join co-op, if you're not it based, you just fall through the fucking world. So then you gotta climb up of an invisible fucking mountain to get out of the fucking ground. <laughs> Here I am trying to figure out how to put on clothes. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. How do I, how do I put on my first shirt? chicken and I eat an egg? Right. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I finally figured out how to like no, feed I... someone. 
And this is, I I think, from a short term for Xbox, if 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 it was up to me and I was a fly on the wall to or or put the bug in the area as far as um, an idea, you know, play this out for a year, leave it in early access, you know, keep keep a you know close, not really a close watch, but keep them happy and satisfied with your platform. But in the short term, make a Series S wrap, like they're already doing, I guess, in Korea or Japan where they're you know, advertising it as like a beginner bundle because of the beginner bundle coming with uh, game pass. So it's like play power world with game pass on your series S I I would do a power world, you know, wrap and it already has the game included, whether it gets, you know, whether that person gets a, you know, game pass or not type of thing. Watch that be the thing Nintendo comes after. Like you're trying to sell a wrap. It's like, Actually, we can, we, we're going to try to block this one. <laughs> so they can't block tell the, the rap. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo um, would be. I mean, I'm again. Nintendo's scary. I wouldn't want to come for them. So if they were really joking, they would have already done it. Like, yeah, I was joking like, about the Zelda ripoff for future reference in case I do rip them off. But I, I, I was saying no, with I'm, the uh, Pokemon mod today, like that. Actually, Nintendo may try to come for that mod. I, I think. Yeah, but that makes sense. They yeah. gotta protect their their yeah, IP, yeah. but um, <laughs> I, I wonder how they're gonna shut that down. But yeah, they, go after I mean, the I would... is what you would do. You know, I don't know. They, 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 they should they leave it alone. Find but... out from Rockstar uh, <laughs> what to do with the modders. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to keep an eye on this game and see what happens over time. But uh, I'm sure Microsoft and is gonna be keeping an eye on it, and also you know those devs like are thinking about what's the best way forward now too. Oh, they've never been in this bug, position. If you build a fucking house in co-op, the Pokemon can never find a fucking workbench inside the house. So that's why you got to keep everything outside. Don't fucking build a house. It breaks the fucking passing of all the things, and then they just fucking walk up a mountain trying to get to the fucking workbench. So they're all useless. So keep everything outside. <laughs> oh, okay. I just so naturally build everything outside. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um oh yeah, I was gonna say before we move on, um there I mean their last game and in addition to all the things where I was saying like it's naturally an exclusive, um with PlayStation not early uh, offering early access, them not, I don't even think they built a PlayStation version that naturally delays it. And then like if you look at their past games, they have never made it to the other platforms. It it was always Xbox, PC. Because yeah. they stayed um, in and game never preview made. though. Like they didn't, they didn't yeah. get out of that. So, so I imagine that it'll be similar situation here, just based on their history. How many? Um, I mean, didn't Arc even stay in game preview for like two years or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah. But it also mm-hmm. launched later on Xbox. It was on PC like two years before it even came to Xbox. Right. So. Um. Yep. Yeah. So, it, like, but now Arc's on PlayStation Two. You know what I mean? So, like, eventually, who knows? But. You know, I think it'll be a hurdle for them because this game may stay in game preview for a long time. Early access, whatever you want to call it, right? So, uh, anyway, yeah. I want to move on past Pal World, and I'm sure some of the chat will be, thank God, thank you, motherfuckers, yeah. for moving past Pal World. Cause... <laughs> but I do want to talk about uh, Indiana Jones a little bit. Um, uh, Indiana Great Jones, uh, the first-person throw-up game that everybody's... Uh, yeah, everybody's afraid they're gonna not be able to. Just gonna get so nauseated traversing it. Uh, but yeah, th- this game I think is is going to get a lot of attention and potentially I think this could be like a game of the year type contender, one of the most popular talked about games at the end of the year as well. Um, it seems like it's getting the attention of a lot of people out there outside of like 
the core gaming community, but like more into like people are taking notice. Oh, what's this Indiana Jones game and stuff, right? Um, and then I, what, there's a lot of the discourse between like first and third person and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I yeah. I've talked about this a, a couple of different times and uh, about Machine Games Legacy and where they came from, right? And I, I have some interesting. I put it out on Twitter a little while ago because I was kind of looking it up because uh, I, I was listening to X and C earlier and they were talking about first person stuff and kind of like. You know, ultimately the chat there was saying like, yeah, just let the machine games do what they want to do, right? You know, and mm -hmm. I was like, and I always, for some reason, this always sticks in my head, but like a lot of people don't remember this, right? Like machine games was founded by the same founder that founded Starbreeze, right? So the guy that founded Starbreeze left Starbreeze in 2009, 2010, something like that. And with six other Starbreeze developers, founded Machine Games and then went on to make Wolfenstein. So I looked up the the guy the the guy that was doing the Indiana Jones presentation for Machine Games, right? The one that was standing there when Todd behind him stole the idol off the desk. You know, uh, his name was I don't know if you it's because it's Swedish. I don't know if you say Yurk. Indiana Jones. But in but in. The states we would say jerk <laughs> so i don't know if it's jerk or yerk or whatever but it's uh gustafson right yerk i'll say yerk just because i don't want to be an ass yerk gustafson was his name right so i looked him up and he is one of the founders one of the seven devs that had left Starbreeze to work on uh wolfenstein and found machine games right uh because when they founded machine games in it then they got bought by bethesda and all that kind of stuff right so I, I looked up and just did some searching on, on him because I wanted to see, was he one of those guys that founded, you know, uh, Machine Games? Did he, did he himself also come from Starbreeze? And yes, and not only did he come from Starbreeze, but he was also a writer uh, and uh, worked on the, not only the Darkness, but also the Chronicles of Riddick games. So you want to talk about some pedigree. Freaking amazing. Right? For, and, and it makes sense, right? First person as well, because those games are also first person uh, IPs that have come to uh, life that maybe, maybe you would expect Riddick to be a third person game, right? Escape from Butcher Bay. Like, okay, it's got stealth. It's got all these other things, right? But man, that's a classic beloved game by so many people. It, it was Fan fucking tastic, and then the same thing with the darkness, right? Where you're taking this comic book kind of IP or whatever, oh, and, and you're turning it into a first person thing. And you remember you had the voice of Jackie and all that shit, right? Going and like, so there was amazing stuff there. Uh, three bits boss, uh, for one of the places he works because he works at a million places or whatever. Uh, uh, actually wrote the darkness, right? Um, yeah, he wrote, so he probably um, worked with this guy. He 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 told me about the section he wrote in Darkness of uh if you you guys look him up Paul Jenkins he wrote the the section of Darkness where you kind of just chill with your girlfriend you go into yeah. her apartment um and that was one of my favorite parts in Darkness just because I bet it was like 
it was different. No, it was just different, <laughs> right? Like you, you had all this chaos moments where you're just shooting people, and uh, yeah, yeah. then you just you have an opportunity, and and where you can just go to their apartment, and you are, are sitting on the couch, you have an arm around her or whatever, and you're just watching different shows on TV. And you can like actually click and go through different channels, and you you can like stay there as long as you want. And there's like dialogue uh, for quite a bit, depending on how long you stay. I thought that was just so creative yeah. and just different. Um, and and this team who who did that is what Mav is saying. They're they're a part of Indiana Jones, and they're such a talented group. I think people just forget sometimes um, with like the pedigree of these studios of. Because uh, people have expectations, and I did too. I mean, with this third-person sort of Indiana Jones would be interesting. But I love the fact that it's first and third in a lot of situations, just like Chronicles of Riddick. Like in Chronicles of Riddick, it's it's uh, first during action segments, and then when they're he's like climbing on a pipe and stuff. I'm pretty sure I remember it, it going to third um, in, in those segments. So it's kind of like they're kind of going back to their previous sort of DNA of. Uh, of what they've done in the past and that's super cool um and it's different like you i think a lot of people were just mad that they couldn't compare it to something like like uncharted or tomb raider and and i mean (laughs) that's what it felt like but i I think a lot of people are actually turning around in this game the reception i've seen personally i I, because i was just curious i was looking up um different people's reactions like i i looked up everybody's reaction i was just curious i was just like okay what are what are people saying about this game i looked up ign's reaction that kind of hurt but i did anyways they loved it they actually had a really good response like wow i didn't expect the game to go on this route and you had your then i went to some ponies and of course ponies you know they, they just find a way like oh what it's, it's, it's first person because oh, you know they're allergic to like first person games apparently they get motion sick uh even though playstation vr too they they talk about i've seen the same people who brag about like playstation vr too and stuff talk about getting motion sick for indiana jones being first person like mm-hmm. bro Anyways, uh, <laughs> just seeing a bunch of people's reactions, I thought it was a. Uh, well, we know what uh, these three are for. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> just... oh, Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, mm. we we seen those stats. We we seen those stats, right? Uh, but no, like after I, I watched the Dev Direct so many times now. Uh, ever since our from our last reaction, I feel like a uh, new man or something from our from when we when we first watched that uh dev direct till now i probably have watched it more than like 20 plus times probably even way more than that actually and i've grown to to get like a, a really this like appreciation for how they're handling the franchise uh how they're handling the ndip i think it's going to be really interesting um i I can't i honestly can't wait when you really think about what machine gun i always say machine gun machine games is is known for uh i'm excited to see that on how they interpret it with the indie franchise like they're very good with villains um if you guys played any of the uh, wolfenstein game came out with like a two or three minute like interview video like on twitter the other day he was talking about like his work in it I think I saw like a snippet of that. Um, he kind of looks like the villain, but I was like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> it was like some model uh, dude. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but yeah, they 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 kill it with the villains. Um, uh, and just knowing Indiana Jones and 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 
how this could be a, a basically like a, a Sherlock Holmes and, and Moriarty type thing where they're basically battling for the same sort of um, different artifacts and stuff and how it's a race. I, I think uh, they can handle that very well, just based on their writing in the past. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And, and then their past history with Riddick, what Mav was talking about. Not enough people talk about that, I think. Um, Riddick was such an awesome game back in the day. It did things like uh, dynamic lighting and stuff. Like you could see your own character's shadow, which not a lot of games did at the time. It, it, it was like a moment like, whoa, I could actually see my character. Like, well, I could look down and, you know, not a lot of games would do that um but the way it handled like shadows and you were like actually dragging people it had like physics for uh the characters uh if you guys like go back and play riddick i I definitely recommend it um but when you look at the history of these studios um and and what they've worked on in the past i'm excited uh to see what they're gonna do with indiana jones like that whip freaking uh looks awesome <laughs> the way like you can use it the way that you could use it in different ways like you could trip somebody with it you could slap somebody's hand with it and you you see the reaction they're like ow you know they move their hand uh super cool super cool i'm i'm looking forward to what they they got cooking i actually i think looking back at it because you guys could watch our reaction to it on fun speculation yeah uh if you guys look at our reaction to it and, and stuff like that like Man, if if it was just third person, now looking back at it, I don't know. I I don't know if that would have been <laughs> right. Now just I'm, now I'm thinking Maybe about it, it like not what, stood out as much, you know. Like, yeah, I don't think it would have stood out as much. It was like what a lot of people were expecting. Like, oh, I want basically Uncharted, uh, the clone of Uncharted. I think yeah. what this does is it it plays to their strengths and it makes it different. Uh, I don't think I want another Uncharted or Tomb Raider. At first, I was like, I want. I basically want Uncharted or Tomb. Raider. But like, they did that. Let them stay in their lane. I just lane. think I just like just... the third person to me, like it never made sense because I always like pictured it as like you going into like a pyramid, like or a Mayan temple. Like you want to see that in first person. You want to see that up close. You want to see the details, like the spiders crawling up the walls, all the symbols and stuff. Like you want to see that up close. You don't want to see that far away. Like I don't. At least yeah. for me, like. Yeah, the puzzle section, it makes sense. Like, when I thought about it more, like, what Jasper's saying, like, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, having certain puzzles uh, in first person, you're actually, like, putting, like, when they showed the stone, he put it on the other sort of tablet thing. Um, yeah, I mean, the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, you are indie. This 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 does make sense to, to go this route. Right. Um, and th- there's third person in there, also. Yeah. It's not like they got rid of it, so... That's pretty cool. So the, the, he's uh, uh, Jerk Gustafson has done an interview with Lucasfilm, but back also, um, in 2022, he had done an interview with Game Reactor, um, kind of talking a little bit about this. Uh, and he obviously couldn't say as much then, uh, but he did kind of talk about even then, um, what kind of um ideas like they would have you know for indiana jones as far as like story and stuff right um uh he i'm trying to find this exact okay so this question from game reactor said all right so let's talk a little bit about the games themselves i know it's too early to talk about indiana jones but todd howard himself 
confirmed that he's working on the story, etc. So what do you say about the movies? What would you say is your favorite? What would you say is the essence of Indiana Jones? Um, he says, uh, for me, that would be Raiders of the Lost Ark, of course. This is where the main uh, characters are established, and then they created the pillars that the rest of the movies basically stand on. I also think that is the best movie. It's a classic adventure movie. We are looking quite a lot at Raiders of the Lost Ark when we develop the game. Um, so that's kind of where they're getting their core essence from. Uh, then the the asker of the question says, we've uh, said we've grown older and these movies are pretty old. There was a more recent movie and there's going to be a newer movie, which is around the corner. How do you think that time that has passed uh, and the new movie that's coming out could change the perception of pop culture about Indiana Jones today? So that's a difficult question. I'm sure it will to some extent, and I'm sure Kingdom uh, the the Crystal Skull did it as well to some extent, but I don't really think so much about that myself. Obviously, we look at all the things. We look at the movies, but not only the movies, we look quite a lot at the old games, the comic books. Uh, we just need to make sure that whatever we do, it fits with the lore, and we tell a story that works with the lore, and that's not in any way in contradiction with the lore. But when it comes to my personal favorite, yeah, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. I also really love The Last Crusade. I think it's so nice with Sean Connery in that movie. But there's a lot of good stuff in pretty much all of the movies. You just have to find the bits and pieces that you want to see. Um, later in here, there's an interesting That's little good. nugget good. where Quake gets mentioned. Um, so I don't know why exactly it got mentioned here, but it was from... The and this Qu is old. This is, from this is 20, older. This anyway. is from 2022. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to find this exact. Uh... Is it a video? Yeah. So, okay. So the picture of the whiteboard is shown at the 3:20 time mark in the video uh, in this interview. But we came a long way, and of course, it was very nice to meet all your heroes from the Quake days as well, with Tim Willits and Kevin Claude, etc. All of that was very exciting for us. Um. So then. We go on later where the white whiteboard is mentioned again. Um, okay, we get we talk uh, we can talk about genres and how you guys whiteboard projects a bit later. But from that moment on, you released four or five games. How can you be that prolific in less than ten years? Uh, he goes on to talk about a bunch of stuff, and then later on, this is interesting. Um, the question act asker some reason mentions quake okay so he says mm. so wolf so wolfenstein indiana jones quake also remember like this guy sees oh the, the, the guy who's interviewing him just randomly said like randomly quake? said quake after he he was i guess doing this interview back at their studio or whatever because he sees the, like the whiteboard or something right those are massive yeah. franchises no matter how you look at them and we've talked about the whiteboard so Quake's been on the whiteboard for two years? Possibly. <laughs> I, I, I don't know for sure. Um, I'm, I want to try and play this video and, and where the whiteboard is shown. Um, it says it's thrown at the 320 mark. And then Sharpie, and they just couldn't get it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot to see this thing off. <laughs> yeah, I don't Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's in go. the Indiana okay. Jones trailer. So. Right, what is this? All right, I'm 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 just I'm doing I'm doing this live trying to figure this stuff out. Okay, so there's a whiteboard here talking about 
Um, it should be at the top left. At least it wasn't in the Nazi moon bases. Nazi. Maybe this is a Wolfenstein. That's, that's Wolfenstein. Yeah. You go to the moon. Okay, so this is the Wolfenstein thing. Okay. Why did the interviewer mention Quake? Unless they talked about it before the interview, because I don't see right. why else it would. Yeah, I bring. mean, like, there's no reason why he would mention Quake to Machine Games and also talk about that other little snippet. You know, um, <laughs> Machine Games doesn't do Quake. Yeah, that's like going up to uh, freaking, I don't know, right. Tango Game Work. How's so, Quake going? So he says, so Wolfenstein, Indiana Jones, Quake. Those are massive franchises, no matter how you look at them. And we've talked about the whiteboard. How do you guys approach these properties with so many staples? Uh, so many perceptions, as we've discussed with both Wolfenstein and Indiana Jones. How do you guys start with these three weeks that you mentioned in terms of uh, conceptualizing, perhaps deconstructing what the actual essence of these properties is and trying to put the game concepts in place? How do you pro pro uh, approach that process with such big properties? He mentions Quake in this question. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting when you you have like a a future tease or something. Like I'm pretty sure, uh, who was it? Uh, some Microsoft and uh, like trailer or, or dev direct or something mentioned a game like years ago. I can't yeah. remember what it was. They was did. It High or, On like, their they website, they have the quake remaster if someone in chat remembers like what i'm talking about like in one of the dev directs they mentioned oh blade they mentioned blade um years ago uh for like one of their sort of directs like the, the uh, it was like maybe during redfall or something they, okay. they like tease blade uh <laughs> years so, ago but no one so knew, this is so. interesting also earlier in the interview right he says then i think this was early in summer in 2010 this is after they just got bought by Zenimax Bethesda, right? They asked us, uh, it was early in uh, 2010, they asked us, do you want to come over and visit id Software and look at the new tech and see if you'd be interested to work with id Software's tech in the future? So we went over to Texas and stayed there for a few weeks. We looked into the editor and tools, etc. It was pretty good for us because we were so close to, since a lot of us came from the Quake background, we knew a lot about the tech. I was gonna say they like they also. You said this interview is in 2022. Uh, the Quake yeah. remaster came out in 2021, and they helped on that. So they helped a little bit on it. So yeah. it would make sense, like with the with them working on the new Quake potentially. Like, uh, I don't know. So like we knew a lot about the edit, how the editor works, and the ID engine worked in general. So we got up to speed very quickly, which was great. Seems like these a lot of these guys at the studio also have. A, history with quake in the past right uh because they yeah. said they were familiar with the tech with quake yeah i mean yeah. well it like wolfenstein was an id game originally so like they're they yeah, have but to this be was close. machine like, games right like, yeah no i'm just saying like they, they probably got a close connection because we're wolfenstein was originally id and then now they're both under bethesda again so it's like i'm assuming yeah they, but this they probably have a lot of close connections with like each other yeah, but this was coming from like Starbreeze devs that founded the studio, and this was like shortly after that. You know what I mean? So I'm guessing and, some of the people they had were familiar with working on Quake stuff. Yeah, and, and that makes sense because the ID Tech engine. I mean, ID Tech is using the Doom engine, the Doom yeah. Eternal, 
Te- like technically, it's weird, but Indiana Jones is using Doom Eternal's engine. If you really think about it, uh, which right? They're be... working. They were. Remember? Yeah, they were using it, and yeah, yeah it came out on there. Yeah. So, so like, so if they if they do the next big Quake game, like it's not a surprise that Machine Games would help on that or be the a, a lead dev. Like if it is busy. Yeah. This is just some fun speculation, guys. Like uh, little nuggets from a past interview. Don't worry. It could just be the remaster that they helped a little bit on. It is interesting that they were chosen to help with that remaster as well. Uh, they must obviously have, you know, the, it, it kind of seems like they have a great relationship with it ever since then because they worked on Wolfenstein, right? They they use yeah. the, the tech, the technology, all that stuff. Now they're building Indiana Jones in that. We saw uh, Quake 6 on the whiteboard now. Uh, in this interview, they mentioned uh, Quake as a franchise that they're working on potentially as well. So, like, I, I don't know. It's just interesting stuff. I'm not saying, like, to look too much into this stuff, but I don't know. Uh, there's, some, yeah. there's some interesting things here. Am I, going, am I crazy, I mean, uh, Like, You're muted. No, I, I, I think there's something there. I mean, we... Phil has said it before. Whenever you see something on a shelf or in the background, <laughs> yeah. it, there's there's something more to it. Whether it's an Easter egg to the fans or it's just, you know, a project that might be in the works that may get shelved later, we don't know. But there's something about them in Quake because, like, with the recent direct, unless like like you guys were saying before, unless it was permanent marker sharpie or something. <laughs> Why is it still on the whiteboard? Like, is this the running joke at the office? Like, some newbie came there with a marker and and didn't use the proper dry erase markers, and that's why it's stuck on the whiteboard. So they like to show it every time they you know have somebody over for an interview, or is it that it's part of like the next to do or something on the to do list next after they finish up? Uh, let's say you know Indiana Jones so instead of a Wolfenstein three. Maybe we see a, a full um, of, you know, an actual Quake 6 at this point as opposed to, you know, Wolfenstein 3 type of thing. So, yeah. And Arthur One was saying uh, Machine Games did the Quake 2 remastered expansion levels. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, they have some history with Quake, it looks like. But I, I do wonder with it being teased in Indiana Jones, like uh, was Fuzzy was just saying, like, what, uh, what that means for the franchise. Honestly, like, I was never really huge in the Quake franchise, but that that's just me. I was always like, uh, there was like Quake around the time, there was like Unreal Tournament. I always went for Unreal yeah. Tournament. <laughs> that was just yeah. like, I, I, I was know. a Quake. I, I was a Quake. You was a Quake? Okay, <laughs> yeah. you went for the Quake. I went for the Unreal Tournament, and I thought it was like such a sick game because they, they then they went third person with like the sword for like one, and then, then they did Unreal tournament three where it was the introduction to me doing game development with the udk i think it was called at the time or it was really unreal engine so um yeah i mean i'm sure they could do some cool stuff with quake uh modern day quake with the like wolfenstein like the story of it's kind of wrapped with bj and like that's really the only character that i care about with wolfenstein like they try to do their stupid like daughter stuff but that game didn't do too well so like you're gonna either have to reboot wolfenstein again or like you can just do prequels 
Yeah. Well, he was like in a coma for like sixty years or whatever, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. He woke up from the <laughs> and went back. <laughs> yeah. He was he was fine. <laughs> yeah, I think the daughter's thing was like them trying to monetize stuff, kinda of like with Fallout seventy six. That was like their we need make more money situation. And so they I, yeah. I think they could possibly do another daughter story, just now not focus on the monetization aspect. And hopefully that would be a, a better step forward kind of thing. But yeah. um we'll yeah. see. And interesting. I, I just wanted to point out like that this game is in some really seriously good hands, right? At Machine Games. And again, like it's a team that goes back to like 360 days working or actually original Xbox days, yeah. you know, yeah. uh bringing IPs to life. I don't think it's backward compatible. Format. Um like uh Game of Vin Diesel. I don't think that's backwards compatible. Compatible. Riddick. Uh, I sure. don't think it is. Escape from Butcher Bay. I don't think it is. But... There was a sequel too that was good. Um, sequel actually had a little oh. multiplayer mode. That was interesting. I didn't know it had a sequel. Huh. Yeah, there was a sequel, and then there was also a sequel to the Darkness. There was a Darkness and the Darkness Two. The Darkness Two had like was a different way art more style. action. Is a different was... art style too. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was cool, but it was definitely did, different. Did you ever vibes. play the multiplayer mode in the darkness? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was pretty fast paced, from what I remember. You're like a little creature, and like you'd like jump and climb up walls and stuff like that. That was interesting. Yeah, um, you can use your. I like the way in, in darkness too, where you, how you can use your things. But I liked it in the first one too. Um, it, in darkness one, it had more of that star breeze essence to it. Yeah, like. In terms of how you move, how you look down, see your body, like it has more physics to it, if that yeah. makes sense. Like mm-hmm. with with Darkness One and it Darkness Two, yeah, 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 for sure. Like Escape from Butcher <laughs> Bay was really immersive too, you know. It, like, but it, like it shows what, what they're able to create back then, the original Xbox days with that game, which like people loved. I loved it too. Like where you're in the, uh, you're Riddick and you're in the prison. You know, and you go and like get into fights in there to try and get the high body. You're trying to figure out a way to get get out the whole time. You know what I mean? And it's like unraveling and stuff. The story as it goes, uh, it was an absolutely awesome game. Um, Should we talk about the death of uh, physical sales? Because that's starting to pop up in my oh, you mean the shit that's been going on for the last ten years? Yeah. What What is (laughs) like? What are people talking about the death of physical sales? I guess is. Um, I mean, people. Besides Hellblade, right? Besides that whole Hellblade shabacle, uh, people are saying like, because uh, Walmart start removing physical copies of Xbox but they do that. That was with Starfield. They do that all the time. Even in, they do that with Nintendo games. Like, there's deal hunters out there that like they got like back ends. So they know somebody at Walmart. And they're like, this big game's about to go on sale. So Walmart marks it down three cents. And then these deal hunters go out there get like 17 copies of Mario Party three and then switch it and then flip it yeah. on Amazon for like thirty dollars. Like that's a thing that happens with games. It's I, I mean, to be honest with you, physical retail's dying anyway. I mean, as well, yeah. like you're, you're everything's going digital. Plus, also you, like or like online shopping and like uh, doors, like stuff shipped to you or you go and just do pickup stuff. I actually we went out today, and I went in Best Buy, right. Yeah, because they're starting to get rid of their stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, there's like nothing. There's like most of the stock is empty. Like even you go in the video game department and stuff, you look around. And it's like all most of the pegs don't have anything on them. Like there's an occasional thing, like one thing on a fucking peg, 
You know, like they just have such little stuff there. And it's like, what am I fucking even doing here? Like, what, what, why would I ever come into this physical store to attempt to look for <laughs> something to buy? Because anything I could potentially be interested in is sitting here on an empty fucking shelf, like with a, with a price there. And that's it. So you go online, you do that instantly, like physical retail. There's like nobody at the fucking stores either. You know what I mean? Like I go there and there's like three people walking around the entire Best Buy. And I live in a populated area, right? Yeah. We like, also oh, went, you trying to buy something? <laughs> yeah, it's not just like electronic stores. Like my wife, we, we went to like this place called At Home, which is like this big home store where they have like, you know, furniture and decorations and kitchen stuff and all these things. It's fucking huge. It's huge. I think there was like three people in this entire fucking huge store. And we walked around for like an hour <laughs> and then we had like some a cart full of some stuff and we were going to get a couple things. And then we were like, we're like, all this shit is like so much more expensive than if we could like find it, on, just order it online. And like Kate was like, I don't want it anymore. And so we just like, <laughs> we just walked out. Right. It's like, it, it's like so stupid. We spent like an hour there shopping. And we're like, why are we buying any of this shit? And it's you like window so shop. So you can go do it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, there was, yeah, FarQ says, Matt, when I was in Texas a few months back, I went to Best Buy. I wasn't impressed. Lots of empty shelves and quite a lot of things was cheaper. And I was like, 100%. You get it, you get it cheaper online. The shelves are empty anyway. Like, they have very few video games there. They don't even sell fucking, like, movies hardly anymore now. Like, there's, like, one little section with just some new releases on it. That's it. I used to love going to fucking Best Buy because I would, like, they had all these movies and, like, they had a lot of sales and stuff. And I would go through and pick shit out. Like, even that, like, people are not even having things to play movies on anymore. Even disc, right? The people are using their TVs that come built in with streaming apps. So they don't, people don't need to go buy a DVD player unless do you're they, yeah, I was like, do they even make DVD players anymore? Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't, people aren't buying Blu-ray players hardly unless you're an enthusiast, right? Uh, the casual, pe like, market isn't just buying the shit, like, consoles come with it that's what most people play i think uh that have a console play their movies and stuff on but like how often do you actually use a disc now you know what i mean i've, I've had in, in even that, even if you do own the movie you're not getting up to fucking put in the disc you're going to right. fucking amazon or whatever and be like oh, i'll just rent it for 2.99 again fuck it <laughs> i i've bought like maybe this entire this generation i've bought in like maybe like three physical games and mm -hmm. one was because dirk was on the cover of nba 2k and I had to get that because I always wanted Dirk to be on the cover of NBA 2K, and I had to get it, right? So I got that. Um, I got uh, a physical game that came with my PlayStation. Um, maybe I got one more. I just don't like I don't... getting up and putting a disc in. Like, yep. that to me is, is too much work. I, even though I, I can literally touch my Xbox from where I'm sitting, I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, like well, a lot of people are. Thing. Yeah, no, go I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, no, I was, was gonna say. say... <laughs> go, go ahead. Talk it. Okay. Um, I was just gonna no, say. Go, go with... ahead. Three bit. Go with ahead. The... No, you, no, you go <laughs> ahead. No. Uh, no, Jasper, your turn. No. I'm just kidding. Um, in terms of like where physical is going and stuff, like, and the whole argument with like wanting to 
do physical games uh still i understand the sentiment of people want to actually hold physically have something but i gave up a long time ago having physical content just takes Part of up the space. xbox one generation pretty much around that time frame where where they pretty much said that they wanted to go all digital anyways where people sort of backlashed them for it now it's like that's the world we live in now everything is sort of digital and and uh it's just a matter of time i think before physical not completely goes away you'll still i think if it completely goes away you always have a market of people where they'll have like limited edition type stuff for those people who want physical i think they did that with like scott pilgrim some other thing uh where limited run or or something i forgot what they're called um but yeah i mean like i used to like i have every fucking halo game still physical like i was going to get halo infinite physical but they didn't have a limited edition so i'm like i'm not buying it like if they had limited i would have got it but it's like okay i don't know i'm all digital but uh, yeah i'll pass it to you fuzzy i I didn't my bad (laughs) no i was gonna make a joke they stopped making dvd players in 2016 all the ones that you see in the stores are just the 2016 models (laughs) just with a new package on them and they stopped making <laughs> Blu-ray players. And when did COVID uh, start? What was that? 2020? 2020. So, yeah. 20, that was yeah. when they stopped making Blu-ray players because, <laughs> you know, Netflix was taking over big time at that point. So why make a Blu-ray player? Just sell the ones that nobody was allowed to go in the store to buy. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> I hit Facts. eject on my Xbox just to see if there was anything in there. There's not. You know, like, it's just <laughs> don't have anything. How long have PCs not had disc trays that come with them? About 2005. Probably. No, it's, yeah. it's been way later than that. Oh. Like no, they stopped putting oh, games, oh, PC games on the shelves in like 2005. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, but like as far as like actually coming with disc in the PC tray, it's probably like 10 years ago or so. 2010, uh, maybe at least around yeah. that time. At least, yeah. Mac uh, stopped doing it in 2009, or Apple stopped doing it in 2009. You couldn't get a built-in tray. Um, You'd have well for like their laptops anyway. Yeah, uh, their box PCs or their Mac Pros. I think unless you custom ordered it, it wasn't coming one as of twenty thirteen, fourteen range, something like that. So yeah, uh, Yobi yeah. Yobi says when I start building my Blu-ray collection, I'm throwing those cases away and keep the disc in a pouch, saving tons of space. Dude, let me tell you something, Yobi. Honestly, don't throw your cases away. That's the, that's the cool part about having a collection. Is you put all your cases on a shelf. Well, like. no, it's not. No, it's not that. It, they're worth like, money. Yeah, they're worth money. Like, um, especially if you get like um the ones with the sleeves. You know, where they have the cardboard sleeves, right? Uh, I found this out like two years ago during COVID, and I was looking for shit to do, and I, I wasn't like I've stopped buying movies. I started going through my movie collection just to see what they're selling on for on eBay, and like. So many of my movies, the especially the 4K Blu-rays that had the sleeves, were worth like two or three times what I spent on them just like a year before that or two years before that. Some of them were worth like $60, $80, $90, right? I was like, holy shit. So I started selling some of my collection on eBay just for the fuck of it, um, just because they were worth money. And, I, and that's even without the digital because all those movies would come with like, oh, you get it 4K and you get it with digital. So even if it's opened, even if it's open, even if you use the digital key to redeem it, all, all that they care about is the fucking sleeve. The, these collectors want the sleeve, that cardboard sleeve, 
with the original with the with the movie and like in and the movie's got to be like in good condition as well but like that if you get those in this with the sleeve that's what these people want um so don't throw away your uh cases for sure yeah um i i still have some like i i kind of stopped selling them not because it like it's just because i sold the ones that were worth the most and i just stopped looking them up and all that kind of stuff but i have so many in there that like if i want to i could go back and like put them up there get 20 30 40 50 bucks for several of them old movies and shit like for sure i now if you don't want to sell them keep hold on to them hold yeah, on to I them man. A, ton of, a ton of uh different like Blu-rays. i kind of wish physical would like go to like i wanted i want the digital game but like the only thing i want physical is just still books like i just want the still book i don't care about the fucking disc yeah. like just give me the still book yeah yeah, I mean, some some people are doing that. They pretty much give you the the case, and the disc is kind of useless. Yeah. In fact, it kind of hinders you to have a case, uh, or or to not to have the case, but the CD because you have to. If that's where your game is, you have to constantly put that yeah. CD in over time. So, like, it it's and almost always share. better. You can't game share with a. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. I think with the Xbox One, I forgot how exactly what. They were planning on doing with that, with like in terms of sharing your games, and it's like you can license it out to a friend. That was super cool. I I, I hope they they yeah. do something like that again in the future. Everyone, like bring it back. Like everyone hey heard guys, the DRM word, and everyone heard the DRM yeah. word. It was like we're out. It's like <laughs> yeah, you guys chill now. It's been like ten yeah. something years. How do you guys feel about now? That's I don't know, but uh, it, it's it's uh, been a long time coming, man. Like it's again, you're. To think that eventually the companies weren't going to find that people actually have moved on to digital and that it's more expensive to produce physical anyway and all these kind of things is all going to add up. But technology has caught up to the point to where physical for a lot of people is irrelevant, right? It happened with uh, music, um, movies. There's still like more of an enthusiast um, music kind of with there. the retro route where they're like yeah oh, wait, because, give me a vinyl record <laughs> right so because it's more of a collector's item <laughs> yeah. one and it also has mm-hmm. a unique sound to it right so like you have a different uh perspective when you're listening to like a vinyl but like a cd versus like high quality files digital files or like uh um so listening to spotify now and like with a good sound system is not going to be too much much difference right for a lot of for like the average consumer you know you're gonna have your like again every there's there's always going to be somewhat of a market for like the highest of quality right because you have you have audiophiles right you have your like super enthusiast right for for movies that can really tell the difference between you know like 4k from a disc on a great blu-ray player right but the average consumer isn't really concerned they just want to watch the damn movie Right. And they may know the difference between like 4K and not, you know, but like, do they know the difference between the disc version and their regular streaming quality version on like uh, Disney Plus or wherever they're getting it from? No, not, not really. Uh, but you're always going to have those collectors also. Right. So, like, video games is interesting because, like, if they continue to uh, like, sell consoles in the future and they completely remove the way ability to have a disc that's where it will be differ a little bit from movies and music because you can still like get some of those things and if you have consoles where all new stuff there's no way to play it with a disc 
that's where yeah. you, it might affect that enthusiast market more. But also, like the the difference also in video games is there's no loss of quality with digital, right? Yeah. Because you're downloading. And, and the first, you know, you're not. If I remember streaming. correctly, Hellblade was all digital. The first one, uh, yeah. it wasn't until later. I think that they had some sort of physical media. I think it was after the acquisition, limited run. Well, yeah, they it was like a limited run. Physical. So yeah. it's not like it's crazy to me that Hellblade 2 is not. I mean, I mean Alan Wake. Seeing, like Alan Wake 2, yeah, it's a major AAA game from last yeah. year. They did it. Yeah. yeah. And maybe so they may not be sell a physical game. limited run thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it could possible. be. JD Gaming. I mean, PC stopped doing physical games in 2016. Doom 2016 was the last physical game you could buy, and that was only because there was the demand Flight of Sim. the community. Flight Sim had a limited run uh, physical yeah, thing where it came yeah. with like 18 discs. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's ridiculous to like. I'm I'm surprised physical has held on this long with video games, considering PC got rid of it so long ago. Um, the the fact that they can't even put the whole game on the disc makes physical yeah. irrelevant. If you don't have an internet connection to download the day one patch or the missing files from the disc, that disc means nothing. It's it's just yeah. a license key, and that's very been the case few games since, can fit on the disc these days. Yeah, yeah. Probably since twenty twenty one, none of these discs matter. I don't think there's a game now, as of twenty twenty one, that you can play without internet that comes on disc. Like I think the last one was supposedly a game on PlayStation. Can you uh, even turn? Can like you even set up your fucking console without internet? Um, you could mm. up until you can't set up PS4 a new PS5 without one because you got to register the hard yeah. the the disk drive. I mean, maybe yeah. you can yeah. like maybe you can without the disk drive. I, I don't know. I don't man. know. Like. But then what are you going to do? You can't fucking play anything because you, you wouldn't have internet. So it's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty much a requirement nowadays. Like, all those things that people are complaining about back in the Xbox One days, it's like, yeah. it's it's useless. Um, JD Gamer yeah, did ahead. two Super Chats. Should I, should yeah, I read it? Yep. Um, JD Gamer with the $9.99. When capping for third-party exclusives and hyping up game sales backfire, ponies meet power world an xbox exclusive that's selling faster than any playstation first or third party and it doesn't cost 70 dollars yeah um i mean honestly xbox lucked out with that one (laughs) but but, you know it is it is you know they it give credit it proves that like games don't have to be on playstation to be successful also like again there's like a time and time again like there's people that make an argument, oh, it's got to come to PlayStation, otherwise it doesn't have a chance. No, especially not for like uh, these kind of games. Like especially Roblox wasn't on fucking PlayStation forever until what last year. Well, I mean, it was huge. popular on PC before it even came to Xbox. Right. That's what I'm saying though. Like you don't. People are saying you have to be because they're making. Uh, they're talking about some of these PC games too. Like, yeah. uh, you got to be on PlayStation, and it's like, no, you don't. And no, I think it's going to be the case even going into the future. Like, look at Among Us a couple years ago. Like, people were playing that on their fucking phones. Like, everyone was. So it's like, phone mm-hmm. games can now can be the mm-hmm. most popular fucking thing out there. Like, yeah, and that's what we try to tell people. Like, with these shows, like, 
consoles are the smallest market. And I, I, I think people get confused when I say that because they can't imagine um, um, a phone has more people than your PlayStation. But that that is the case, um, that there's mobiles, there's PCs. And when you are Xbox and you are tackling those two markets, there's console and then you are going for PC, you are already getting a way bigger audience than PlayStation, which is why I will always be like, it, it doesn't completely make sense to tackle that PlayStation audience. I don't think you need to put games necessarily on there, but what it could do is maybe uh, increase the market IP for, for whatever you're, you're reaching. But in terms of needing the PlayStation, I never agreed with that based on consoles are the smallest dang market <laughs> compared to PC and mobile. Um, JD Gamer did another one. It's $4.99. Pathetic port begging ponies. Stop begging for Xbox games. You have no games. Ain't getting no games. And ain't never gonna get any games. That's what he said. Interesting thoughts. <laughs> Thanks, JD Gamer. I appreciate the support, man. Um, yeah, Thanks, man. They don't have much this year. That's for damn sure. Unless they surprise us. But, uh, um, I mean, they got is yeah. Concord this year. It's super secret session it's showcase. Be, it's supposed to be this year. Uh, Sandwich. I, I think, uh, like in the fun speculation fan group, we're kind of some of us are excited for Helldivers because I was a fan of the first game, right? Um, so it's interesting to see what they're doing with the second one. Uh, I'm interested in Rise of the Ronin. I'm also interested in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, right? Because I also liked I liked Part One. I like those games more than final fantasy 16, you know, um, final fantasy 16 yeah. probably coming to Xbox this year. Uh, maybe even also, uh, final fantasy seven remake part one as well. Like, so they're not really, those aren't really exclusives or those aren't first party games. 14 for them, is supposed to come out fantasy. in like, February or something. Yeah. Um, I don't really have interest in stellar blade. I know that there's some of us that do. Um, but as far as for that, I mean, they, they don't have any big games, right? They don't have any big games that has a lot of people hyped for this year. Um, it, which what do you stars, mean? Bro. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. I forgot about I mean, Foam Stars is going to outpace fucking Power Foam World. Stars. I've been seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been hearing. People are trying yeah. to hype up uh, Foam Stars right now. And, like, I'll tell you, like, they ain't going to have as many players as, as Power World. That's for damn sure. So Hey, we got Splatoon uh, at home. What's funny is, like... <laughs> You know they're talking because Foam Stars also is only on PlayStation. Which, yeah. which they not wanna, even PC, which right? They want to say, "Oh, that means it's a real true exclusive." That means you're not gonna have a fucking player base on that fucking multiplayer game. Let me tell you, like, they I got fifty be, million consoles, bro. I will be surprised if that game sells like twenty million. Is, is, is this free to play or is it? It's, it's in PS Plus. It's in it's in okay. their PS Plus Premium, which, just like Destruction All Stars which has was. about three million subscribers, maybe. Premium, premium doesn't have that many. Okay. Oh. But it's not like Game Pass <laughs> uh, Ultimate that had or that or like has around thirty million or whatever. Like you're, you're talking about a subsection of PS Plus where there's very few people. So but they I, have how, 123 million active users. How many? How many <laughs> uh, people subscribe to PS Plus Premium? I want to know that. And isn't it only in premium or is it an extra? I thought it was. I... Because it should it's be. Not, an extra. I just know it's not in the base. I, I guess it's in uh, extra and premium. Okay, so like... if it's if it's an extra, they probably they probably have maybe like five million or something with extra, or maybe like seven. I I, I don't know. 
they don't have the subscription numbers that Xbox does with the game subscription because they don't have a good game subscription service. They have a lot of PS Plus Essentials users, but those fuckers ain't getting the game. It's not like the Game Pass uh, Ultimate or uh, game re- standard Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate, right? Like, yeah. Um, maybe it'll get them some subscribers finally that they have like somewhat of a look forward to a game. Subscribe I don't know. Maybe I'm so thousand. interested. It's on PS Essential. Okay. Rachie yeah, says I... it's on Essential. Okay. Yeah, if it's yeah. on Essential, that's different. That means that like pretty much everybody that has a PlayStation is like PlayStation is going to be able to, unless they don't play online, which is an online only game. So like that yeah, would be kind of dumb. So it, it's it's going to be interesting. Like. I am I am very interested in seeing how this game performs. Yeah, it has a chance have... if it's not essentials to get a player base. My my prediction is it will reach two million in active users, but not concurrent. How? Yeah. So how much is it to buy? Uh, did they release the price for this? Well, there would be no point to even sell this game unless it <laughs> because. Hear me out. <laughs> Hold on. Hear me out. It, like, well, man, it, like, well. I'm just telling you, as a PlayStation user, if you buy Foam Stars, you're a fucking idiot. Okay, let me tell you why. Um, first off, it's multiplayer, so you have to have PS Plus Essentials to play it, right? Mm-hmm. If you have PS Plus, so you essentials, already have access. You're getting it for free, according to Ray Chi. He says it's on Essentials, right? So. If you buy it, you're just like saying, hey, I like to give away money. Um, unless you want to really support Square Enix, which why the fuck would you want to do that? You got to support the devs, bro. <laughs> We're all about that. that. That's true. I didn't think about it like that. So it's only in PS Plus for one month? Is that for real? Wait, is it? I thought Wait, it was only no, in PS5 I think he's talking game. about... Uh, is he saying it's a PS4 I'm as so well? confused. There's so much misinformation being spread around right now, and I'm at the fault of it. Did somebody <laughs> tell me the facts? No, we're talking about uh, we're talking about phone the... stars. It does Uh-oh. say PS4 version, PS4 Pro, Pro Enhanced, and DualShock 4 Vibration yeah. as a feature. So it is going to be on PS4. So it's on PS4. Okay, so but what is it in Essentials? First off, and how long is it only? For a month? It, is just P, it just says PS Plus. I cannot find anything where it's like it's in oh, premium. It's or... the free game of the month, or is it the free game of the month, that... or is it? I don't that would know. make sense. Here, okay, that would, yeah, that would make sense because PS Plus Essentials isn't a gaming subscription. Like it's a, it's, it's an online subscription it's where there's some rare, free games, they, two free games a month or whatever. They normally right. don't do that, so it would be like, like, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it would They're be like what they did with Destruction All Stars. They gave they <laughs> yeah. gave it away because they knew nobody was going to buy this shit, right? So that's what it, <laughs> that's what they did with Destruction well, should, All Stars. Should I read Rachi? He did. He does. Um, he said, I don't want to switch to Splatoon copycat on PS4. Yeah, I mean, um, it is Splatoon copycat, so, but... Yeah, so again, if you buy it, you're dumb. Just claim it for free. Uh, I'm seeing somewhere that's reporting it's $30 off some random yeah. website. It doesn't matter what so. price it is. It's free. It's fucking free. Every, like, <laughs> just make sure you log in and get it for free. Don't spend money on Foam Stars. Come on. Why would you want to do that? You don't need to care enough. Support the devs, man. PlayStation's giving Square all that money. You don't need to. PlayStation's uh, like 
said, hey, Square, we really need something multiplayer because we can't figure it out. So Square said, hey, how about we spray foam at each other and give and you give us all this money and like and we just make this foam party fucking stupid game. And they're like, yeah, that sounds good. How fast can you make it? It'll take us three weeks. We can make this game. In three weeks. I don't, we're just going to copy Splatoon. Right, we're just gonna copy Splatoon, uh, just like you know the Power World po- copy Pokemon. We're gonna copy Splatoon, hey, but it's gonna it be with bubbles. It it's gonna be with bubbles instead of ink. I mean, they're still playing The Last of Us Remastered Part Two. I don't know if they got time for Foam Stars <laughs> next month. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this came out right. right? You can so, play the guitar now too. Yeah, they gotta make whole fucking songs in that game. No, I, I don't <laughs> fucking know. I'm so it's, they're giving it away for free. Cool. I'll I'll try it. I'll I'll. I'll play it for free. And uh <laughs> you said, how soon do you think Sony will go day and date? It was reported that Horizon 2 went to their service, they pulled it because they lost millions. They they kind of are damaging their own selves by not doing day and date. It's like it's the expectation thing. Like it's when they do put games on PC, it's like years later. And that PC crowd, like PC crowd is different. Like, if you don't respect them when a game first comes out, they're like, okay. They're either going to wait or they won't They won't come back. Um, so that's where you... Rockstar. Yeah. One exception being freaking Rockstar because everyone their games are on usually another level. Uh, but Sony putting games on PC, we see it with the sales. Like, it sells okay, uh, but never to the level it probably could if they go day and date. But they're kind of scared of going day and date. Uh, but I think it's in their future. We we've always talked about on this channel of of PlayStation like like eventually they're gonna have to do day and date or at least start adapting their library to be on PC. It just makes sense. Like Xbox sort of created this model, and then it's getting harder and harder to ignore each year. Just as Game Pass's value grows, people are starting to look at Game Pass and be like. Well, shoot, look at what Indiana Jones and all this different stuff. You'll start to see the media sort to change was my idea. I, I think over time, I think the media will will shift from this sort of freaking Xbox tax situation <laughs> to maybe like, dang, like we just can't ignore it. We'll see if it goes that route because people love PlayStation. Like it's it's that console, right? It's, it will take a lot to break that mold. Um, but my theory is soon, um, maybe next five years or so, they'll start shifting their catalog to, to more, I think progress, right? So more games on PC, then maybe they'll test it out with one title. Then, you know, then they'll just keep going. PC, mobile and cloud is going to be a future part of PlayStation. They're just way behind the the eight ball. The CEO just came out like, yeah. A couple of days ago, it was like double down, like yeah, we're continuing to see a future in cloud and mobile games and stuff like that. So, yeah. and I saw a bunch of. I wonder who like... made that model. I wonder who. <laughs> it who came was out, it? Uh, like a year ago, or, or maybe more, that they were working on a PC app. Like, they need yeah. to get that out. Like, they're so far behind; they don't have a PC storefront. Like, if they have a PC storefront, they put their games there, right? Yeah, I know PC players. I don't want to download another launcher, right? But like PlayStation. Well, if they have good enough games, we'll find people that will buy them and play them on there, and they can grow that unified ecosystem, much like Xbox does. Then you get the benefit of potentially, if they don't fuck us over, cross-buy, cross-progression, the whole unified ecosystem thing. That's where 
PlayStation may end up going, which is what I would hope they do, because I have yeah. a PC and I have a PlayStation. I would like to play the games I own anywhere, like you can do with music and movies. Like if you own a movie, like you can play it on any device that you have. If you own uh, a digital movie, right? If you own a, a digital music, you know, you can play it on any device that you have. Why should it be any fucking different for video games, right? Like, if I own something that's digital, like I want to play it wherever I have access to it, and I want thinking to about that the other day. Like, do you think Sony's like kind of stalling the PC thing because like they're not making money off the software? Like we've seen that they've kind of been like even or just like slightly below. Like they're making all their money off physical hardware sales, so maybe they're trying to get as many hardware sales this generation as they possibly can. But they're not making a lot build... of profit on the hardware sales. That's the problem. Right, like they're a couple. Hey, revenue's great, you know, but if it's not driving profit, then you know there's a problem there. So like, there's already an established like five dollars from Spider Man too. So like, there's an there's an established PC audience, right? I I would say Sony's making a mistake by not putting their games on PC day and date because if you come out with those a couple years later, there's there's players that are only going to play on PC. Just let's face it, right? So if you come out with the game two years later, the ga- game's already been like kind of it's in the past. You know what I mean? You're missing out on that day one hype and excitement. And a lot of gamers get caught up in that and want to buy these games when they're a trend and when everybody's talking about them. Not two years later when they, oh, hey, finally, here's your PC port. And then they do a half-assed job sometimes at that, right? So <laughs> doing the PC version day and date is going to help them grow more of an audience on those kinds of games and get them more sales. Like, if, if you prefer playing on a PS5, you're not going to all of a sudden switch to PC. Like, you're gonna, you're still going to play on your console because there's console gamers and there's PC gamers, right? Some of us may play some and flip between the, between the two, but, like, overall, you're going to play where you want. And it, like, That's their fault for that premium thing that they keep pouring. Yeah, they even have that PS5's premium. a 5090. I mean, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, if you look in their slides, they even talk about this. They they talk about, like, how their games are, are they can't really compete to Game Pass's level of trying to put things day one. This was literally in their slides. Because they slide. don't fucking try. Like, they're. They're, but they don't try. Yeah, so, they mean, also they, like cannibalize uh, their sales or whatever, which they care about. So they can, you can't, you can't want the whole pie. You got to pick certain slices out of it. Like I, it's, I think it's so it's, dumb to me. I think it's cool that they're doing a PS this game and PS Plus Essentials, but they have to put it there because they don't have any fucking subscribers and extra and premium. Well, if they put it there, they're not really going to establish the player base on a multiplayer game, right? So like because they haven't established the necessity for people to subscribe to extra or premium. And so if they yeah. actually are serious about the future of the of the ecosystem, like I talked about this when they announced the new tiers, they just can't, they're dipping their fucking toe in it. it. You can't have it. They can't take, oh, we lost this much on Horizon Forbidden West sales or whatever they also, did. So their, their tier thing is too fucking confusing. They need to simplify that. They need to like reduce that or fucking change they the name. Did. They changed it. This is the second time. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they added they like it. fucking too many. It's like essentials, premium, Pro plus fucking who the fuck knows what it is. There's too many goddamn right, Premium gives you the cloud stuff and it also gives you some back like some old, like PS1 and PS2 stuff. At least that's what they originally built it as. Extra is your gaming subscription where you have like games uh to play that are from third parties and 
not very many first parties for the new games, at least. You know, like, again, GT7 is still not in there for some fucking reason. It's, like, almost, it's, yeah. uh... That's the ridiculous part, old, like, you know? But, uh... They yeah. never put MLB in there, either. Yeah, but, but, Which is so funny. Like, you have your competitor put <laughs> your game on Game Pass, and you won't even put it in your own service? Like, like, like the, the Insomniac leak showed that, like, when they put, like, Horizon, I think it was Horizon in there, like, it... Horizon Two, maybe they like yeah. it plateaued their sales. It's like they were projecting like four million or whatever, and they like got stuck at like two for the. Well, that's when what happens that... when you dip your toes. Like First if you off, yeah. fully. When did that hit that PS Plus extra? It was, it was like, like a year right, or two. A later, year and a like... half late. Okay, yeah. so that many people are still buying Horizon Zero Dawn that it's cost them that many in sales. First off, I call a little bit of BS on that. Se- se- secondly. You're not going to drive the subscriptions by putting a year and a half old game into your service. So the point, the point of having the service is to draw subscribers. That's the benefit of putting content into your service is to make people want to subscribe. You know why you probably didn't see any traction there because you put an old ass game in there that people have already fucking played. People aren't going to come and subscribe to that. Secondly, you're not doing it like with your other games. You don't have like the a routine of an established like pattern of maybe people are okay with waiting or whatever. And, they, and I'm sure you don't want that, Sony. But if you have a service where people can look forward to content coming in there day and date, then you actually might get some subs. And will it cannibalize sales somewhat? Maybe. But it ain't going to cannibalize all of them, and you're still going to sell the games to people that want to own their games, and you're going to actually grow a subscription service with people that are willing to pay that kind of money for a subservice if you actually have fucking content in it. Ubisoft subscription service kicks PlayStation's ass. Ubisoft <laughs> has a better value in their fucking subscription service than all of fucking PlayStation. It's insane. EA does better, too. Both of them would be well worth more of your money to subscribe to than PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium. Because why? The point is to save money as a consumer to have content in there that you were planning on buying, therefore giving you a reason to play. Like, okay, well, I can do this. Like, I'm subscribed to Ubisoft Plus right now. I can play Prince of Persia. I can play Anna, which I didn't plan on buying. I have just got played Avatar some. Right then, we got uh, Skull and Bones drops Skull, next yeah. month. We got more content coming. Guess what? That's their day and date with the premium fucking content in there, right? And I can play it on PC and on Xbox if I want to. You can't do that on PlayStation. They don't have that shit on PlayStation. You know why? Because it makes their subscription service look like dog shit, which it is. Absolutely. You think they're gonna put Ubisoft Plus on there, which is like? a fucking thousand times better than their trashy ass subscription service for extra and premium that has no fucking good games coming out day and date. Why would they do that? Who would subscribe to that shit? If you subscribe to extra or premium, there's only one reason as a consumer you do that is you've missed out on a shit ton of games the last couple of years <laughs> on PlayStation. You get it like this is a cheap way to go play some old ass games here. I'm going to get caught up. Once you're caught up, Move on with your fucking life and get an actual good gaming subscription service that gives you things to look forward to. That shit is worthless, and if PlayStation doesn't see that, they're fucking morons. 
how can you look at one game, Horizon Forbidden or whatever the fuck was? It's Zero Dawn. I'm sure Zero Dawn. Was too much. How can you put whatever, Zero Dawn in there? I'm like, well, this costs us this much. This isn't going to work for us. You get it tested on fucking Horizon Zero fucking Dawn? Really? That's your whole judgment for how an entire gaming subscription fucking works? Is fucking Horizon Zero Dawn like 18 months after launch? You fucking morons. Come on. People want value. People want to save money. They don't want to fucking spend $20 on an old ass game to join a subscription service day one. Why? Why would anybody? I uh, fucking don't get it, man. It's like, don't stop dipping your toes in the water. Get some fucking balls and give people the value. Draw them in. Let's go. Uh, PlayStation 3 Cloud Games? No. That's what I heard. That's what I heard too, man. I, I, I'm Sony, so I'm like, I heard what Jasper. You just put PS3, right? That's what. And you, then put them on PC day and date. Give us cross buy, cross progression, everything. Give us the fucking whole thing. Tell us why. It, we should subscribe <laughs> to the ecosystem as a subscriber, not just a $70 payer for these things. No, I, I get it. I, I get exactly what you're saying, Matt. But it's just, it's like, if you're going to do a, a subscription service, the whole point, like, I still feel like they have that old mentality of sales. Sales, you know, with with uh, their physical, with, like, their console sales. Like, they'd be driving that to the point of, like, they'd be really playing the with pocket, their numbers. You can only get certain pieces of it, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they really play with their numbers sometimes, especially with Spider-Man. Like, uh, I forgot what they said. It's like, this is the best-selling... Within do, a 24-hour period. Do you think they're going to count the, the free Foam Stars copies they give away in Essentials of Sales? Because you do have to check out for it. Even if it's free. Mm. You have to check out for it mm -hmm. still, even if it's a $0 thing. And then when you get a PS Plus Essentials thing for free, you get the email that says, thank you for your purchase, right? Do you, do right. We, do you think they're going to like tout like that's, uh, Foam Stars? They will like push those numbers. They, they be really sales because of like the uh, free copies that they gave away. I don't know. Probably. They'd be really like boosting or, or playing with their numbers sometimes. It, it really feels like with like how they uh said what's what i was saying to spider-man like like it's the most sold in 24 hours you know just stuff like that they, they they really uh be pushing it but you can't really dip your toes into a subscription service it's pretty much what Matt is saying like if you dip your toes into a subscription service people are gonna feel that they the pc audience already feels when you release a game uh months years later like they're they've moved on there's they're moving on to the next big thing like if you don't treat your audience a certain way they have expectations a certain way it's like the the whole premium thing that they're they're touting like this is premium pricing this is premium games and and stuff um it, it, it's to me when you are sony and you put yourself in a position of these premium games and you're doing single player uh type experiences the sort of not one and I wouldn't say the one and done, but for a lot of it, let's say I finished Spider-Man in a day and I never return. And you have a lot of your games, your game library, where it's not a games as a service, where it's not really encouraged to return necessarily. That does hurt you. So you're when you have a game like Foam Stars, you you best push it because at this point they don't they don't have a lot of uh, games as a service games, which does kind of hurt their service yeah. model so if i was sony i would wait 
until you get more games as a service games. Those roguelite um, aspects in every game so they can have some replayability. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, facts. Uh, facts. Yeah. Like, once they get that, uh, Mav, I, I think maybe they'll start touting that day and day. I do believe that at some point they're going to start doing more day and day. I mean, we'll see. They they are they really have to be pushed to do a lot. Like Sony, like once they see other people doing it, they kind of wait. Like, mm, what is this? Uh, we'll see. And then they do it, and people are like, oh, amazing. If, it, if it's oh. more of a control yeah. issue, because like Hell Divers is coming day and day PC, but like I get the idea that play, PlayStation doesn't really have that much control in them. Bungie, yep. all their games usually, well, Destiny, I don't think didn't, but I'm assuming now going forward, Bungie will put all their games on PC day and day. They're kind of starting to do that trend. So like, I'm wondering if it's more of like the individual studios deciding if they want to do day and date on PC and PlayStation and not PlayStation actually forcing the devs to do that. Like, I think it might be a hmm. readiness thing. Like if, was it blue point or no Nixus, if they're ready, um, if they've gotten that, that, you know, port ready to go, but I want to say the, the first first party studio that's going to be day and date that's not a multiplayer is going to be Ben Studios. Their new IP. Let those guys, the ones that are probably on the chopping block, if this IP doesn't live up to the PlayStation experience, um, I think that's the one that they do day and date as the experiment. And hopefully it lands well. But if it doesn't, if it's another 70-something by Metacritic standards... I could see them closing Ben Studios. Yeah, but, and yeah, Sony has a, a a tight grip on these studios. Uh, Jasper, to to answer your question, like it, compared to Xbox, where I feel like they they have to play a game of being hands on a little bit. Like they've been pretty hands off with some of their studios. There's certain ones are like it could be a little bit more hands on. I feel like Sony is basically like like watching like this with a lot of their <laughs> studios. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's the way I imagine it, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, especially with how this faction situation gone has gone down. Don't even get me started uh, on, on factions, but uh, with that whole situation, it, it leads me to believe they have like a pretty strong hold on, on studios and their direction and where they're, what games they make, what kind of, content they make which leads me to believe like they decide uh which games will go into their services and stuff and it's based on those documents and how they're seeing games and and how they were comparing the game pass model like oh that that game pass model is a threat to our business like that was like in their slides uh so how can we differentiate uh with our current catalog the answer was kind of like they can't. We just have to keep relying on that that premium model, which is why I keep bringing that up. Is because yeah, the, one of their and, things was like they're gonna try to add other subscription services into their service, like Spotify and Disney Plus, like mm-hmm. other like types of streaming um, services into theirs, like as a partner deal or something like that. But yeah, and then in the meantime, yep, yeah, exactly. They, they'll probably do stuff like that, like. Like, hey, we'll we'll do some like three month thing, kind of what the Game Pass yeah. has done with Paramount. Like, they give you the perks on Game Pass, like a yeah, free, free three months or whatever. And they own like Crunchyroll and some other stuff, and they are yeah. Sony, um, so they do have like movie connections and, and things like that. So they probably will end up doing more perks, and but that's the that's the route they kind of have to 
do it in the meantime until they start building out libraries for like games as a service games and then they're competing against a trillion dollar company to be fair if i'm being fair to sony they are competing against someone who's already been building up their game pass empire they're way ahead of the game with xbox than playstation yeah. playstation i feel like it's just starting they're like oh shoot i didn't know game pass would be successful shoot <laughs> let me look at oh it's proven because it in its own bubble it's profitable yeah. right mm-hmm. so like to say that any company can do it if they put the effort into it it's just whether they want to or not um it's not going to necessarily yeah. sort of replace your entire business model like there's numbers that came out where it's only like a, a portion of the entire spending or 10 percent portion of the entire spending for consumers not necessarily going to replace everything but like it can be its own existing thing that drives people to your ecosystem for sure. And they're missing the boat on sure. that. I think um, you can't, you can't have to do it. You can't have to do it. No, you can't half ass it. You can't half ass anything, especially when you have competition, right? That's doing it better. Um, we have a couple super chats to get to Then We need to get into tidbits. Uh, so Rachie with the $2 uh, Canadian super chat says, I don't own a switch. So Splatoon copycat on PS4. All right, let's go. Hey, you know what? If that's your way to get that uh, Splatoon action is the uh, is Foam Stars, more married to you. I'm going to get it for free. <laughs> I don't have to pay for it. So I'll try it out. Um, Jax82 with the $5 says, Suicide Squad comes out before Foam Stars. This game is dead on arrival. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see how good Foam Stars is. I, I don't see a reason to buy it if they're giving it away. So, like, it, you know. It but could like, be interesting. The the fact that it's only on PlayStation though, it, uh, I don't know if it's gonna have a great player base because realistically, like exclusive multiplayer titles have had a bad history on that on that platform. PlayStation, yeah, um, they should have pushed for crossplay with Xbox. <laughs> they really should have. Um, I mean, with this type of game, just like Sony's uh, catalog for multiplayer is there is not great. How many times have they tried to make a Halo killer and it killed themselves? Like any title that said Halo killer, pretty much dead. They're going to have to hit on so, something. You know, Halo they got, killed itself. Uh, Far Q member for nine months says, Mav, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, everybody, um, one other quick note. Um, don't have time to get into this, but like check out the Avowed Extended Dev Diary stuff or Dev Developer yes. stuff. Because they did like a part of the uh, Xbox podcast for the official one, and they had uh, a segment on there, and they actually showed just longer gameplay segments and really went in depth and all that. And uh, the game is absolutely, um, I'm even more sold after watching that. I I, I can't wait for it. It's going to be amazing. That was cool to see. It's a lot more extended. It's like swimming and doing different stuff. So cool. All right, let's. Go to tidbits, everybody. Uh, but don't play it. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is tidbits, a segment on FSP where we look ahead at the games coming out for the week. And there's some actually some good ones here. So um, January is getting started off strong. We had Power World last week. Let's see what we got this week. All right, ready, Jasper? Yeah, hit play. It should be. Oh, okay. You know, this was fucking up last time. I hope it doesn't. Do this every time now. Yeah. Let me see. The ambition of an empire cast down by mud. What is this? Yet the people remained. Elgin remained. 
This looks Graven. like an old remaster game. It was a fertile field for plague. Thanks for mailing it. The dead oh, this is a, a Graven on PC coming out Tuesday at 2499. Uh, only on Soon, PC at the moment. the city became a hamlet yeah. confined to a I single like square. Yeah, very like... We weren't praying, yeah, it's like an old Elder but we were sensing that could do that for yeah. us. Yeah, that but it has like more pixely, like, yeah. A convict priest arrives in town, backed up against the salt water Animations are really He will good, need to actually. ignite the sunken lighthouse, braving the packs of lycanthropes, cowards twisted into beasts by the swamp, and made its defenders. Oh. Only then will the gates open this in relief, is kind of like a as the throng of infected are drawn to the flame. Our people know that what is dead stays dead, but the infidels deep in the bog bury their warriors alive, nice. only to dredge them out decades. So this is only on PC? Yeah, for now, yes. With the clacking of okay. bones, Graven Cruxford. But he can overcome it. I think that's just the name of the trailer. I think the game is called Graven. Jason Max's Reforged said about have been third person. Yeah, that's what I was. That Why? That dude thinks that'd be third person, bro. Does he gotta throw up with that one too? It's it's the PlayStation. It's it's usually just it's the PlayStation community or just like everything. They they basically want the same game and different. They want uh sad dad simulators for everything. Doesn't matter what it. Before the flesh crawled, the Iron Crown priests performed their rituals within it. This is so Safe cool, man. I, I don't know why this was not on my radar. Yeah. Our only hope um, but I'm, I'm really ritual. liking what I'm seeing here. But what will he release? So this is a remaster, you said, Jasper? I thought so, but like I can't. I think this is like an original game. Out alive? That's like old retro style, maybe. I don't know. The frozen peaks of granite watch. Yeah, it doesn't look like a remake. one of me, Wine's experiments. Graven is blockaded. Yeah. Yeah, I guess no not. Can enter. The grasslands swallowed by the desert. I never heard of it before. If the it is, myths have become true. Yeah. And only. No, I think this is a new. Seems capable no, no, of I think there there might be a series itself. or something. Or is this the game that was like? I think this is like what Hexen Three was supposed to be. Like I think the mm, team that would make sense. or something. Like, yeah, so oh, 30, thirty realms. Thirty realms. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That would make some sense. I wonder. That looks. That looks they're, dope. They're they're based in Dallas. Oh yeah, three D yeah. arms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that game's now on my radar. Shout That's out very to Duke cool. Nukem. When the howl came. We this one is how coming to ps5 and series x and s this tuesday for 13.49 but it's also in game pass excuse me also in game pass day and date so this is in game pass she's not made interesting what am i looking at is this the game yeah. oh that is yeah, the game it's like a little like strategy game a little tactics game like, yeah I've never seen this style before. It's like watercolory. 
game of the year candidate right here, guys. I'm telling you. Yep. Yep. Put it in for that indie <laughs> category. <laughs> I think the next one. No, it needs to be status. Because it's a re-release. Oh, okay. The next one is a re-release. There's more than one of these. Well, no, no. no. Oh, the oh, next okay. game coming up. I okay, think I was like, what? Game Didn't Game Awards just add a remake category? No. <laughs> I thought they did. They were debating like, on if they should do that, but they they yeah. probably will, or or they'll just put you know The Last of Us Two up for it. <laughs> gotta give it half something. mermaid. You know? what, what is this? So artificial. Yeah, this is immortality. It's finally. Oh, I beat this game. Okay. Yeah, this, this game is Xbox is already. Um, price is $19.99, $14.99 on Steam, or just play it on Game Pass. But if you have a PS5 and no Xbox, you can finally play this for $19.99. Yeah, FMV here. I, uh... Yeah, I, I recommend this game. This is this this game. Um, well, originally one of their his best games is a director who makes a bunch of FMV games. Uh, he made her story, which was incredible. I gave that game like a ten out of ten. And then he made uh, man, he made some other game uh, that was similar. But Immortality is like he keeps getting pretty good at like found footage games and. Yeah, I, I recommend it. It's, it's, it's dope. You get, basically, I you're piecing together a story. I recommend listening to Three Bits Opinion because for like three years, he was telling me to play Plague's Tale and I didn't do it. And then I played it. I was like, oh, this is a fucking great game. So, <laughs> <laughs> freaking love it. Yeah, that game is great. Uh, I recommend it. If you guys like that type of where you're piecing together the story, you just get a bunch of clips. Um, and then, like, over time, you, you, you figure out the story. So it's pretty cool. Ace Attorney? Yep. yep. Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy coming to PS4 and Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Price at $49.99 comes out this Thursday. Huh. Ace Attorney is a really popular franchise. I've never played a game in it though. Objection. Objection. <laughs> yeah, I've never played any of them, but it always looked fun. Uh, yeah I mean not the way they're showing it now but <laughs> cool you got costumes now for it objection you can play it with six languages all at the same time wow <laughs> So what is this a re like a, it's it's piecing together all the yeah it's the, like a uh, release of all of them yeah. oh okay okay what do uh, you do I have no I idea think, I've never played more I literally you think evidence and question people and get them to crack it's it's a game that has too much reading and talking that I'm just like <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I've never played it, but pretty much what Fuzzy said, I think you're on the stand and then you are talking to a witness and then you're piecing together the evidence and then make if you pay attention enough, you can like be like, no, you broke this bottle at this date or right. something like that. But I don't know. Hidden I never through time, it. might, and magic? Myths and magic. Yeah, this is coming out Thursday as well to PS5, Series X and S and Switch. Priced at $12.99. Oh, it's, where's Waldo? 
Pretty much. Is it literally? Or I spy or whatever. <laughs> so what you're fi you're finding objects? Finding things, yeah. I I'm gonna be honest and say I like shit like this. <laughs> it's, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just relaxing yeah. stuff. Like I would play it, but I just never feel like paying for this kind of shit. So it's like. Yeah. Eh, it's I'm a, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. If, if it was in Game Pass, it would be day one. So you got the the menu on the bottom where you like find different objects and you're yeah. just basically looking. Okay. Yeah, I would play this. Oh, so it's sequel. Okay. It's some magic. I would I, not build my own level though. I, that I, looks kind. I really want to actually play that. Oh my god. <laughs> nice. Oh, hey, man, blood this money. Is, yeah, this is finally coming to Switch. Uh, this Thursday for twenty four ninety nine. Such this a good game. Like two thousand like six. Yeah, this game is amazing, bro. <laughs> gosh. What does Nintendo make oh, it look like an N sixty four? It's crazy. <laughs> I think this was on original Xbox. The ending of that game yeah. was so cool, like. Choosing between like heaven yeah. and hell or whatever. I'll be honest, I think it played better, or it looks like it, it's better graphically on mobile than on Switch, but that's another story. <laughs> oh, this is uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, uh, PS4 and 5, Xbox One, Series X and S, and PC this Friday for $69.99. I am still trying to comprehend what the fuck kind of game this is, because it's like... I understand it's Yakuza, like a dragon, all Animal stuff, Crossing. But it's like, it's yeah, like, it's like a dragon, Yakuza. but it looks like it has a real story to it as well. Like, I, I don't know. Was that supposed to be Danny Trejo, or was it like... I didn't see. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I love He's to be in the game, so it might actually be him. I can't remember. Um, JB said, is it turn-based? From what we've seen of the actual gameplay, it's pretty much Animal Crossing. I think. Uh, which is... is it's insane to even think about. You can't really tell from any of the trailers. Which is like... He's gonna I surprise that, people I think when they buy. Part of the game, though, like I don't know, like because the reason why I don't know is because they do experiment with their genres. Like their last Yakuza yeah. game was like not at all what I expected. It was very turn-based. Uh, in the past, they've done just action-type game, so I don't know. We'll see. It has eight because it's so different, man. Um, Take it eight, yes. Ooh, PS5, it. Series X and S, and PC for $69.99. When does this come out? Mr. Uh, Waffle says yes, turn based. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, they're charging $70 for a fucking fighting game. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. you gotta do these days. Street Fighter did it, Mortal Kombat did it. I can't remember. Hey, it oh, should be like fucking $50. No, it has a lot of content, though. It's like story I don't mode, care how much fucking stuff. content it has. You've been playing this game for fucking 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I, I might. I might. Yeah, no game. I, I still don't agree with that price point, but I will probably have to be there. Was that the last one? Uh, yeah, yeah the last one. Ended it with a bang. Tekken 8, baby. Let's go.
Nice. Um, yeah, that might be the only one I pick up this week. I I really am interested in this like a dragon game because like it's just different game systems and stuff. Like I'm really kind of intrigued there. Um, if and also turn based for me is a plus. Um, as well. So I, I'm curious. I think that that'll that'll be the one a good one for you to jump in, man. Like I played Kawami. I beat Kawami. And I hated that I beat it because it was so so good. And then um then Kwame 2 and then I'm just playing it through order, uh in order or whatever. Uh so eventually I'll get up into those games. But if they are mixing turn based with Yakuza storytelling, um, I think you'll like it. Yeah. So Well they like it's... Yakuza like a dragon was turn based and I loved that. I didn't ever finish it because like, I have a problem with just finishing games in general. But like, I, I actually really like because I like a dragon. Um, yeah, I played Zero Rage, but I think I I started with Kawami first, and then I wanted to beat Kawami too because I wanted to, <laughs> and then I was going to Yakuza Zero. I was like playing in a weird order, but uh, I think it was Kawami, Kawami two, then. Zero. I, yeah. I think I'm on zero now. So Corey C said the Animal Crossing part of the game is a separate side mode. They just showed it off. Okay. Bit, right. Yeah, that's what I was like. I didn't think that was the whole game when they were showing that. Like, I think that I was thinking that was a side thing. But anyway. Oh, okay. Corey, I, I just remember seeing something about Animal Crossing for Infinite Wealth. I didn't, I don't know. Like, I remember seeing that somewhere. Because I think that, it was their last. It, it, it was at, I think, that last the Xbox. Showcase or or is that something in like the whole thing yeah, was, was about that? But I remember it was called like something like within it. Like so, I I had kind of kept yeah. thinking it was that, but people kept telling me no. It's You're like, like on the beach, the or... and I'm like, really? I don't think. Anyway, yeah, um, I forgot which dev director it was, but it's not it's not that crazy what I'm saying based on the game. Like so. okay, okay, right. yeah, right on. But it is interesting side stuff, like interesting things in this game that's like different. So I'm interested in that. Anyway, everybody, this has been FSP episode 89. And I hope you all had a blast with us tonight. Appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, but let's get everybody out of here. Uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, where can people find you, sir? As always, thanks for having me on. Always a blast to be on here with you guys. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks for hanging out with us and interacting with us. Greatly appreciate it. Hit that like and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, for those who want to hear my rambles and rants on anything gaming, just follow me on the app formerly known as Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. And then catch me right back here on Xbox Ultimate on Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Right on, bro. Um, Jasper, what about you, sir? Yo, yo, yo. Check it out. Lord Jasper Twitter, Lord Master Jasper YouTube, all that fun stuff. Monday, Tuesday, and Friday right here, 10 o'clock. Eastern Time Fun Speculation Network for FSP Fun Pop tomorrow night and Xbox Ultimate on Friday. Right on. That's where I'm at. So you check out. And three bit. What about you, sir? Uh, everyone can find me on Twitter at i three bit. I'm on this show and I try to make another shows and uh, um. I people keep telling me about this dang video in the chat. Listen, there is no video. There's there's Mav a, a 3D scan of Mav that I was working on in a T pose, and I was gonna have him do some like dumb thing. Are you talking about the one where he made uh, him look like he was Asian? No, that that was like my first <laughs> try at MetaHuman or whatever. Uh, 
he looked he looked a lot better after that. Uh, that was literally like me dropping in MetaHuman and just like trying it for like five seconds. Like I think I can make this look like Mav, but I didn't scan his face or anything. Um, but anyways, maybe one day Mav has to really motivate me to to maybe pony part two for me to make a hate video against Mav. <laughs> uh, this is busy. These you're a piece days, of shit. But, uh, you know what? I'm working on it right now. Uh, you, give me a second. You suck. <laughs> I hate you. Uh-huh. Um, you smell yeah. like, what else you got? Uh, like shit on the bottom bait? of a shoe heel. Oh. Um, okay. That's pretty good. Uh, you suck at driving. I do, kind of. Well, no, I'm good at pretty good suck at, at driving. driving. It's not true. Why, why are we insulting uh, You're a bit? bad game developer. <laughs> you're horrible at animation. You shouldn't be you, teaching anybody. You take that back. <laughs> the Aflac <laughs> duck looked better before you started working on it. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Come on. Are, are you there now? No, I'm just <laughs> I, I don't mean any of that. No, it's all good. It's all good. You know what? <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll release something. We'll okay, see. there we go. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, You're gonna we'll make see. me say a bad word if you keep it. <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> make, make me say the f, the f word. You. I've only said it once in my life, <laughs> and I said, "Dang it." <laughs> anyway, no, I yeah, appreciate y'all. Uh, everybody, chat, great show. Um, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Yeah. I I don't mean any of those things, three, but I feel bad now. You're great. No, you should. You're okay. terrible. Love you, brother. <laughs> Yo, Jasper. Uh, and Jasper, what about you, bro? I, I've already done it. Have you? Okay, bye. My bad. Uh, everybody, <laughs> come hang out with us tomorrow night on Fun Pop, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, movies, TV shows, uh, video games, stuff, and more. See you then. Peace out, everybody. Bye bye. Bye, y'all. Thank you.